You are listening to The Custom Scene, the podcast with Rochelle and Glenn. Yo, 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 what's going on? You guys have reached the custom scene like you just heard. Welcome, welcome, and be prepared for the shenanigans. How's it going, people? Here we are, 2022. So this episode is sponsored by Asphalt Army. Those boys, Tony Moore and the family, getting things going on over there. You know, we we also sponsored by... Our show, Battle in Bama, one of the premier shows in the Gulf. Getting ready for this one, guys. Get ready. As it gets closer, we'll definitely put more info on it. I hope that, you know, you guys got your ticket because that was January 1st. And then good old Ron Perkins over at Hammered Weekend Wear got them going. Man, we just I hope you guys signed up for the subscription uh, I, I want to say, I hope that you put your ticket in for the Georgia cutout, but then I hope you didn't because it's, it makes it easier for me to win. So we'll have to see, you know, and then our, our favorite candle, candle people of all the laying frame candles. Definitely. You got to check in with those guys and, and see what they've got going on. But, you know, we wanted to just first start off, let you guys know our title sponsors for this episode in 2022 so we'll definitely have to start and you know get on with the episode Here we are. It's 2022. We had to do that little small tribute to our favorite golden girl that finally, well, I want to say finally, but she left us in 2021 at the end. We, we just, we're, well, here first. I, I got to bring my man on. Dizzy, how you doing, man? I just want to say one thing, Glenn. Thank you for, for being a friend. Right. <laughs> That's, Nine I, I, days yeah. A.B. after Betty. <laughs> right, right. Nine days after Betty. <laughs> and I think the, the crazy part is when I saw like everybody and they're posting up all that stuff, she was 99, right, when she passed? Yeah, 99. And and the fact that we were all shocked that she passed. She's 99, and, and we're all like, what do you mean Betty passed? Like, what? No. You know, that, that tells you how good of a woman that you, that that Miss Betty White was is that she lived ninety nine years and it was too soon. Exactly. You know that that is that is the testament of like the lifestyle. You know, just as the person, it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, uh, 
you know, it, it it's weird. You know, you think of that of like a, you know, a teenager or a 20 year old, like, oh man, they died too soon. But she was 99 and we we're all just like, no, no way. You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by, you know, all the stuff that everybody put and, then you got some of those assholes I saw and a couple of things like, well, you know, she got the the variant shot. That's why she died. Like, you really going to bring nah. that fucking shit in? Like, you, yeah, don't bring it. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. Like some people, I, I, I just you shake your head. Yeah. She was 99. That's why she died. So what's going on with you, man? How was your holiday? Uh, holidays were great. Uh, we did the Christmas around here and then went to her parents' house and my parents' house. Um, dude, this holiday season has been, it was nice and easy, very relaxing, kind of unusual for the Davis household, but it was great. And then, uh, New Year's, we, uh, we just hung out in the house and it was our turn to do babysitting this year. So other people can get out. So hung out with DJ Mays and everybody on there. So nice and relaxing, no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, man, it was so fun bringing in the new year with everybody on on Twitch with DJ Mays. Man, that was yeah, that was fun. I mean, I I kind of was like, I'm I'm not sure, you know, it was something different than what we normally do. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, most of the time, you know, we stay home because we never go out. That's kind of my thing. I've never gone out on New Year's. Just I, I've had too many friends back in the day pass from accidents and the drunk drivers and stuff. So just we've never gone out. And most of the time it's just kind of sitting on the phone or, you know, watching um, Dick Clark's thing and and trying to stay awake sometimes. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's been a couple of years where we actually missed it. It was kind of funny, <laughs> but oh, I've yeah. missed it a few times. Yeah, you life. know, yeah. But the, the Twitch thing was real. I, besides just everyone needs to log on and get on to that shit because it is so much fun and just bullshitting with everybody and then dj mays you know jason is just tearing shit up on the damn uh, ones and twos if you say it's just the music's great he's bringing up some you know good shit where you find yourself dancing as you're because i do what you do now is i put it on the tv so we're watching it and then if i've got to talk to anybody i do it on my phone yeah and and it's man i tell you i have so much damn fun so yeah i mean that's what we did and i enjoyed it like i if he does it next year i'm i'm damn sure you know, we'll definitely be there again because it was nice. Oh, I love it. We did it last year with him. Last year was his basically New Year's was the, the like the serious start of DJ Mays in 2020 to 2021. And I'm like you. I don't like going out. Uh, we generally go to someone's house and hang out at their house if we do go out. But, yeah, 2020 into 2021 was a blast. And then this year was even even funner just sitting around chit-chatting with everybody and listening to good music yeah i mean you can't go wrong with it and i think once we start getting everybody the more people in there man it's it is it's gonna be you know just priceless because i love the shit talking it's just it was great (laughs) there's tons of shit talking on there (laughs) i'm saying i just i live for the shit talking (laughs) so i I got to tell you, funniest thing, I was going to wait, and, uh, you know, I, Rochelle was going to come on, I'm not sure yet, but I got to tell the story real quick. So this morning, we got up, and Sunday was like, I don't know, we all had like an itching for donuts. So Rochelle stopped off at Dunkin' Donuts. So there's six of us in the house, 
So we said that, you know, everyone gets two. She's going to get one dozen. No big deal. So, you know, everyone got theirs. And I woke up kind of late because, like I told you, you know, this Sunday today I was just sleeping in. And, you know, it's rainy and, like, real cold. So I just didn't really feel like getting out of bed. So I had my two that was pretty much left. So I had my, I ate one as I was watching TV and said, I'll eat the other one later. No big deal. So Rochelle put it in a Ziploc bag and she wrote on it. This is daddy's don't touch. Yeah. No big deal. Went through the whole, went through the whole day. So right before probably like four o'clock, four 30, I I woke up from my other nap that I had earlier. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna have me, you know, my other donut. No big deal. So I heard Rochelle and Emma in the kitchen and I heard Rochelle. She was like, oh, daddy's going to get you. You know, so I was like, all right, what happened as I'm walking in there? And I look and the bag is, you know, bags there, but the donut's gone. So I look at Emma and I was like, Emma, did you eat my donut? And she was like, I didn't know that was yours. And I'm like, Emma, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know that was mine? I said, it's right there. It says, this is daddy's. I said, that was my only donut. I only had two. And that was my other donut. And I mean, with the serious face, she's like, oh, I didn't know. It's not, I can't read. I didn't know what that said. <laughs> Dude, I about lost my shit. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Like you know, she, which is true. Like I, I can't say anything more. She's like, damn, you got me, right? You know, it's like she, she can't read. She didn't know. Like, all right, you know, type of shit. And it just, it was the funniest shit that tickled me. I had to stop and call my mom and tell her. You know, she's laughing. She's like, you, I'm telling you, you got something on your hands. You just don't understand. I was like, it, it never in my life like that had me dying, man. I, I just, you know, Rochelle's rolling. You know, we're just kind of just all right. You know, she, she got my donut. I. As long as you keep me laughing, you can eat my shit. You know, <laughs> type of thing. I just kind of walked away. But that shit That's had great. Yeah, man, had me dying. <laughs> so That's get, better than my kids. My kids look at me and be like, what are you going to do about it? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and what? <laughs> Damn, I lost a donut. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, Debo, what donut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad, but true. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, man, we we are we are we're in the twenty twenty two, and it's like I'm I'm excited. You know, I had um, we're later on. Everyone's gonna listen to Dustin Maben. I had him on for this episode. Um, Dustin's a really good guy. It's kind of one yeah. of those things where I didn't realize how much. Um, I guess the level of work that he had at his shop that he does, like it, it's unreal. And that's what I'm going to try to start doing this year is do a little bit more filming and adding to uh, the custom scene on uh, YouTube, which it's up and I'm going to start adding more film to that. So he's in Hendersonville, which is like maybe an hour from me. So I'm going to head up to his shop here Um in a couple days, just do some filming and kind of show the things that we talked about. Cause I mean, he's got like every damn machine you can think of to work on. Like, I mean, he's building his own billet shit. You know, you, you want to make your own little billet, you know, um, I don't know, AC vents or whatever. He's got everything to do it, man. It's unreal. Like I've, I've seen them all on TV on different things, but to see 
them in action and see the work. It's crazy. And then I want everyone to see his welds. Like when you see somebody weld, you know how, you know, you, you, you've been told that with the welding, you kind of sweep it from left to right and you kind of get that little wave kind of look. Yeah. His is different. I, I, I don't know how he does it, but it doesn't look like the wave and, and it is so precise. Like it, 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 I can't even describe it. So that's why I want, I definitely want to film that for people to see because it's just unreal what the, the work that he's done. But to hear that, you know, he just kind of started like the rest of us had no idea, you know, fucking shit up with cutting up trucks and stuff. And then he had, you know, a guy kind of teach him how to do some things. And then it's just all been, you know, trial and error all the way to where he is now. But, you know, now he's got like certificates and stuff that he's actually been trained on things. But in the beginning, kind of like just, you know, hey, yeah, you live and you learn type of thing. Yeah. Which I thought was I want cool. to learn how to do this and I've got no one to teach me. So I'm just going to fuck it up until I get it right. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, you know, and, and, and it's cool, you know, and just just all around, like I said, a cool guy. I mean, he's he's petitioning for RA in South Carolina. So I've got to Very nice. kind of hang out him, hang out with him, you know, a lot more. And man, it's just just a cool dude. And then he got he's got um he had uh, Michael Ellenberg, my other buddy that's that was over there with him. Mike got me earlier today. So he was, I know he was there in Hendersonville. So he texted me and he said, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm just right now dealing with a blizzard up here in Hendersonville. And I was like, Oh shit, really keep that shit up there. Don't have that fucking blizzard come down here to South Carolina. <laughs> and then he sends me a picture. He's eating a dairy queen blizzard. And you talking about, mm, good. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, your mind, bring it down here. Yeah. You know, it's like you asshole, but since Emma ate my donut, bring that shit. Come on, bring it, you know, type of thing. <laughs> you know, and so that, that kind of made me giggle you know, earlier today, but you know, those guys definitely, I, I think it's going to be fun and it sucks. You know, so we're we're gonna get in now with the shows and stuff coming up, and this first one we we had planned on. I had planned on doing it because I I kept giving everyone shit all November and December. Like as a club, why don't we do this? And I wanted to go to that drag in the alley in was in Orlando. Yeah, it's it's in Orlando. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but you know, it sounds sounds like a great time. Uh, we were actually talking about instead of as a club, as the Sparks crew rolling down there and going to it. And then Mike announced his dates early on. We're like, ah, I don't know if I can swing both. So we had to pick one. We went with, we went Mike's show, but yeah, dragging the alley. I mean, a bunch of mini truckers getting together and bowling. That's either probably the greatest thing or the worst thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I've heard. It's fun as hell. I heard that it's actually like like all the during the day. It's kind of like a show, but not a show where everyone parks and people comes in see the rides and all that stuff. Yeah, and, like and, a cruising. Yeah, you know. And then the nighttime is the bowling, and that's where I was telling everyone in our side was like, look, we can just all load up in one vehicle. We ride down there. You know, we we just get a hotel. You know, we can leave early Saturday morning because we don't really need to be there for the cruising. Get there, bowl have the fun, you know, stay the night, Saturday night, wake up Sunday, and then we haul tail back, you know, and we were the same way. We were all planning on going, but then once Mike said about, you know, eastbound get down, I was like, well, fuck, I'm, there's no way I'm going to drive, you know, seven to eight hours twice, you know, twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, really four times, because, you know, it's there, back, then the next weekend, there, and back, you know, type of thing, so, yeah, I, so that's why we just was like, all right, so we're going to do eastbound, and... 
you know, kind of go from there. So, yeah, so it, it, if I know anybody in Florida, everyone's going to it because it's so close, you know, and then I saw a lot of people saying they're going to show up there um, and, and kind of have some fun. So I hope to see some cool pictures and, you know, kind of see from there, you know, but then the next weekend, eastbound get down <laughs> never heard of it yeah right never <laughs> man I, I can't tell you i haven't i haven't been this pumped to go out to a show in a while with with the snow that we've been having and it's cold and it's been a month or so two months since i've seen any anybody it's i'm so ready to get out of this house and travel south to the warm weather where I can wear shorts. I can't wait. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm excited too. It was funny because I was actually supposed to have Mike on, but he's just so damn busy. I couldn't catch him, you know, before we released this podcast. So hopefully I can get him sometime this week, you know, so we can at least put it in for the last week before the show, you know, type yeah. of thing. But yeah, he, he's, he's busy as hell, but we're going to catch him for sure. He's busy. But I'm I'm excited, man. I'm with you. It, it's more of I've always said the venue looks fucking awesome. But I mean, hell, uh, uh, Hardwood was telling me that that's the place where everyone does Bike Week. So, yeah. So that's it, it, it's yeah Destination Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's going to be killer anyway because that's where they host Bike Week. So I'm like, well, shit. And I know it's got to be pretty damn killer. And then just just all the stuff going on. Like I'm. I'm I'm gonna get. It was funny because I'm talking about leaving, you know, Friday night to get there by Saturday, and everyone's like, "We're leaving Friday. We're leaving Friday. Why? Do, or I'm leaving Thursday. I'm leaving. Th- Why the fuck is everyone leaving Thursday? You know, oh. I'm leaving Thursday. I'm leaving Thursday at four a.m. So <laughs> I I completely forgot about the pre-party. That that's why I'm just like I felt like an idiot. Like, and then finally Ed Testerman was like the pre-party dude. Shit. Yeah, he's found. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pull a Mike Murray, the Eastbound Get Down pre-party, sponsored by or brought to you by Best Clothing with Ed Testerman. Exactly. With the Cornhole Tournament, where winners of the Cornhole Tournament get the boards. And then I think there's some other stuff. Oh, uh, DJ Mays is going to be set up. So he's going to provide all the music for us at the the pre-party. Yeah. If you're not making the pre-party, you're definitely missing out on it. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the thing. I'm I'm I had to change my plans. I've got one of our our guys that are petitioning um for RA. Uh he's going to be coming with me, Matthew. Um I'm going to figure out I'm going to pick him up in Columbia cuz he lives in Columbia and on our way down. Him and I are going to go and I'm pretty much probably going to have to leave Thursday too sometime. I'm and honestly, I think I'm going to probably try to leave at night cuz like I said, I'd rather drive through in the night. If I can get checked in in the morning, that that's my problem is I get there first thing in the morning and no one wants to damn, you know, check in until two or three. Like what the hell. Hey, if you can't check in, we're right there. Holler at me and you come lay down in our room. Because <laughs> when we up. get there, we're checking in. I'll probably relax while the, the wife and the kids go to the beach. And then Friday, we're going to hit the beach during the day and then come back and do the pre-party that evening. So we're turning it into like a little mini vacation. I see that. Yeah. See Rochelle's so busy with work. She's not going to be able to. And then the kids with school because with me, they don't want, they can't miss that Friday. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because 
that Monday they're out of school. I think yeah. for, for Martin Luther King or some shit. So they're out Monday, but they got to be at school Friday. So luckily, my my youngest, he's young enough. It's not big if he misses a day. And then my my daughter, who is who's sixteen, she does virtual schooling, and she doesn't have to like sit down and log in. They give her work, and she has to turn it in. So I was like, "You bust it out." I was like, "Get it done by Wednesday. Your Thursday and Friday work, and you're golden. If not, you're gonna be doing your stuff on your laptop while we're driving." She's like, "Okay, I just want to go to Florida." My my daughter is um, they have like a tri, uh, whoa, whoa, a tried a trade school. <laughs> What the hell was that? A trade school. A trade school. See, I'm hanging too much with Justin Wyatt. That shit is it's been getting really. <laughs> him and I have been talking way too much. I'm about to cut this out. The Justin, I'm telling you, I'm about to cut our time, man. So she's she's doing a trade school, and so half the day she's at you know her regular school, and then the other half whatever they're. Yeah. So she's doing cosmetology. So she's walking around with this uh, mannequin head where she's doing the, the, hair. the mannequin head and <laughs> doing with the hair and stuff. You don't know how, how hard it is for me not to fuck with that mannequin. <laughs> it is so hard. Eh? When she come in, she's like, "Look, I break because you know the different braids or whatever." She's like, "What do you think about this?" You know. And this week they're all working on corn rolls, and I'm like, "I swear to God, if she." brings a black head with like black people's hair to do the corn roll. <laughs> I am going to have so much fun. <laughs> Just, uh, you need to steal that and bring it to Eastbound. I, I, down. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> it is going to be hilarious where I'm going to do it. Oh, she better not bring a black head. That's all I'm going to say. I'm there, not fine, but... <laughs> you know, but yeah, so we're, we're ready for Eastbound for sure. Um, uh, let's, Okay, so let's go through the shows. That that was my, my screw up. Let, let's go through what the shows for this month and next month. Let's do that. So Dragon and Alley is uh, the 15th. So that's this upcoming weekend. Then Eastbound Get Down in Ormond Beach is the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And then it looks like the next one up on the calendar is Blood Dragon, Ocala, um, February 5th, I believe is what I got written down here. Yeah. I yeah. got, I got some Glenn Brown handwriting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the first one in February. Yeah. Um, I don't know a whole lot about blood drag. I've heard good things about it, but personal experience, I don't have any. So yeah, I've got nothing to say about that one. I, I'm with you. I'm a, I guess I'm a wait to see. You know what kind of comes up, who posts up what, and then I guess we'll talk about it. You know that week after, you know, just to kind of see because I'm with you. I mean, I, I know nothing about it, but I heard it was yeah. a really good show, and I look forward to see the pictures on who's going to show up. You know, type of thing. Because exactly. That, after that is what. Uh, after that is uh, the new show, Mob Town, Mob Town Showdown is February thirteenth, a one day show. And it is in Mobile, Alabama. I've been keeping an eye on this show. Um, first caught my attention that they use Daryl Poe's photograph for their flyer. So I was like, wait a minute. That looks like that was shot at, at Sparks. And it's it's from the street trucks where oh. they shot Poe in the, in the barn. And I tell you what, just 
as much digital advertising as I do for our show and other shows, the guys are, are on board. So if they, if they're working hard on their show as much as they work hard on digital advertising, this is going to be a great show. Okay. So, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I saw and I, I remember seeing that, and that was the first thing I had actually uh, personally messaged Daryl Poe, like, hey, you seen this? And he, like, laughed. He goes, you don't know how many people have been hitting me up about this. He's like, I gave them permission to use my truck. It, 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 it's cool. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, he was like, this is why, you know, I love this, this scene because, like, everybody's like, hey, have you seen this? Is this cool? Do you know yeah. about it? <laughs> that type of thing. But, yeah, I, I'm... I need to check on more of it myself because I really don't. I've only seen that you know that one flyer about it, but I'm dying to see like where they oh, have it, what's going on. They're definitely they they've already snagged DJ Mays, so Mays is going to be their DJ. Oh no shit! Uh, Battle Alabama is uh, the title sponsor for the the main stage, I believe. I mean, they're they're they put in their work, so and I and I hate that I cannot remember the guy's name who's running it. Cause I know him. I just, so many names have gone through my head this week. I cannot remember right now, but they're, they're putting in the work and it looks like they're going to have a good show. And then, then after that, I believe there's a little show going in Conroe, Texas. Um, oh yeah. The, I, I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah. That's that small shit. I mean, we, we can talk about it, but you know, it's... I've heard it sold out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say it's sold out, but you know that's kind of a question with a small show like that. I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, let me yeah, I... let me stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lonnie would be like, you know, I'm gonna get that phone call right now. I was like, keep talking shit. Keep talking. <laughs> I feel it. You guys are talking shit about right? me. <laughs> yeah, the that great LST. LST baby, that that's man. I had so much fun last year. I mean, besides it being, you know, like our 30th and all that stuff and getting to see, I, I'm kind of a, a nerd in the aspect of everybody that's in the club. I've got any chance that I get is a picture of their logo. Cause I just, I think it's cool the different ideas that people come up with to go with their vehicles. So like yeah. that's that page that I have on Facebook of just everybody's. And it's funny cause a couple people will hit me up and they're like, we were laughing at you because we were trying to think who's whose logo is what? And someone's like, well, why don't you just look at Glenn's page? He's got pretty much everybody's fucking logo in the damn, <laughs> in, the, in the nation of, of the shit. And I laughed. I was like, I just, from the time I got in, I just thought it was cool. And just all the shit that we have. But yeah, it, it was just a, a, again, you know, just see all the cool shit that people bring. It, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, if you want variety and you want to get your exercise in, Walk around looking at everything. LST is that's the place to go. <laughs> and I'm actually I'm going to be tagging along with uh, old Perry Pruitt of Peas Nuts for this year's Lone Star Throwdown. He had uh, an employee cancel on him, so he's like, "Hey, come out here and help me." So I got a free trip out there, dude. If you guys get a chance, you have to break away and go to Extensive's uh, house party that they have every LST. Nice. Yeah, they have it. Yeah. Man, that was fun. I mean, besides, I mean, we got there. We got, you know, I got to meet Body Drop and, you know, the different people there, which was freaking cool. But, I mean, you get to see the rides and the different stuff. Um, but he's got like killer deals on shirts and the, the stuff. But it was just nice to, you know, after you see all the shit, 
you know, on TV and all that with Texas Metal and just to be able to meet everybody there. I mean, yeah. everybody that was on TV is there at that opening house. And, I mean, it's free food. I mean, he, I don't know who the hell was on the grill, but, I mean, he had these, uh, he had tacos and stuff, but then he also had, like, um, like chicken on, like, a stick kind of thing and, like, these uh, sausage dogs. But after a while, they ran out of um, hot dog buns. So he was just basically throwing the sausage in your hand, you know, and, and it was funny. So he's just like, you were like, man, I want one of the sausages. He's like, go ahead, here, take it. And he just like, you got a napkin. He puts it in the napkin and he's like, put that sausage in your mouth. You know, that was the thing he was saying to everybody, and, you know, to all the, the ladies. And he's just like, put that sausage in your mouth. No, girl, slow. Put that sausage in your mouth slow. You know, it was funny. <laughs> it was definitely. If my brain serves me right, I think I remember a live video with a large black man walking around with a sausage. <laughs> exactly. That, in his mouth. That's exactly what it was. Because I got it from him because I, I was standing there and he went to go give it to the girl. And, and he was like, here, take that sausage, put it in your mouth. And she's like, oh my God, no. And I'm like, shit, I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, if you guys get a chance to break away, you definitely got to shoot that. And, th- and that was our thing. We just wanted to, you know, anytime when you would go out of show, you know, out of town to shows, you want to try to, you know, do everything as possible before we leave. Exactly. So it was that. And then we stopped by, the, like, the next day at, a, like, an authentic Texas barbecue place, you know, so you can say that, you know, you had an actual, you know, barbecue from texas and we had gotten the steak which man the steak was unreal and i i was just getting like a little simple sirloin and i swear to god the bitch was like the size of a calf leg you know and i'm just like I'm nice not, it, it was it was great you know so you know this year obviously we're not gonna be able to go but you know you guys definitely have fun and you know depending on if you have enough time we might have to call you and do your boots on the ground thing when you're at lst oh yeah i should i should definitely have time <laughs> even if it's from behind the, the scenes at peanuts <laughs> <laughs> sitting here staring at perry's nuts right? and uh i can see this truck here <laughs> and he's, he's slinging them hard he's slinging them nuts now <laughs> that might uh, be it. but yeah man um i'm definitely i'm excited about the year i think 2022 is going to be iconic. I mean, it's crazy that it's starting off, you know, with people passing and and the shit. And and it's crazy because it's like every time I feel when I turn on Facebook, besides just people that I know are saying that the friends that, you know, mini truckers and stuff like that are passing. But then you're seeing, you know, the big name, if if you want to say mini truckers, you know, like Alex and stuff passing it. it, It's crazy. You know, and, and you don't know. You know, if it is the whole, you know, shit with, I, I'm going with, um, who was it? It was a comedian I heard. He doesn't call it the coronavirus. He calls it, you got the one nine. <laughs> so, one nine. Yeah, you got that one nine. <laughs> so, you know, just hearing if someone, you know, passed from the one nine type of thing. And it's just crazy, man. It, it, I hope it turns around where, you know, it gets better. But part of me feels we're going to have another shutdown, which is, Part of me says it's going to suck, but then part of me says, bitch, I'm going to have my damn truck back, and that's going to be perfect for me to take the time to actually work, <laughs> finish the interior, you know, type of thing. I'm kind of hoping, but, you know, not hoping. <laughs> yeah, no no shutdowns. I can't do that again. Yeah. I mean, I know you want to work on your truck. Mentioning your truck, how about you blasting social media the other day? <laughs> All right, so... So this was my whole plan. So we all know that I can't hold a secret for shit. And I decided I wanted to, 
because I've got, you know how we talked about it on our phone, I've got so much shit on my phone, and I wanted to start clearing out some shit on the phone. So I said, um, we already know about the hood, so I put all that on the hood. Well, um, he was already posting up stuff that he was doing, which was all on the passenger side. So that's why I figured I okay. would post up all of that that I posted up was just the passenger side, because the driver's side is totally different. Um, doesn't have the same, you know, characters on it. And in even the, uh, again, fucking up the word, the hieroglyphics, whatever, they're all different <laughs> too. <laughs> they're, they're all different, you know, with the, the symbols and stuff that he put on it. And then the back, you know, type of thing, which I wasn't thinking when I posted up the renderings that he was going to do, but the back is still kind of different, you know, that from okay. that picture. So it was just kind of one of those things. And the only reason, the main reason was, um, the day before I posted that up yesterday or whatever, he called me and he was like, okay, look, you know, I've got like three more things to finish and I'm done. He's like, so I'm thinking two weeks, you can come get it. So two weeks means that's eastbound get down. And I'm like, motherfucker. You're like, I knew, I'm like, all right, so look, I'm not going to come two weeks. I'm going to come in three weeks because I've already planned to go to eastbound. I want to go to eastbound and then. You know, I'm I'm a plan because I'm going to take the whole weekend and I'm coming to you. So he was like, all right, well, here, let me show you. So he does a full walk around, which I've got the video of the full walk, the walk around of the truck. At this point, you know, my levels of of excitement has gone through the roof. At this point, it's just like, <laughs> damn it, because now it's, it's been cleared. It's been buffed. It, it's it's shinier than hell. Holy hell. You know, I was just like, damn it. So trying to bite my tongue and, and not blast with it that I figured I put that much up, you know, to again, that everyone's already seen plus kind of get all that stuff off my phone because I know, you know, with me, I, I'm, I was trying to clear the phone cause I know with next week, I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna be in Hendersonville. So that's going to be a lot. Um, then after that Eastbound get down is going to really fill up my phone and then yeah. us going to, you know, Oklahoma to go pick up the truck is going to, you know, blow it out at that point. So I was just like, the hell with it. I mean, everybody knows, but I'm just going to give them, you know, the passenger side and wait for the driver's side. But I, I, I didn't expect for it to blow up that much where everyone was just like, holy fuck, because I'm thinking, like, everyone's seen the hood. Like, it, you shouldn't be that shocked, you know, type of thing. And then just the, the guy's work is, is phenomenal as it is. Like, oh, it's I, amazing. You know, And I, the problem with the, the, the hood is you showed it, and it's mixed in with all the 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 Las Vegas show. I can't think of the name of it right now. Yeah, Mini Truck Showdown. Mini Truck Showdown. So it mixed in with all of that. So kind of the, the hood went to the back of our brain, and we kind of forgot about it. So when you started bringing the hood back out and showing the passenger side, everybody's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody wants to see the driver's side, my <laughs> PayPal is Dante right. <laughs> at gmail.com and I will send you the videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, that's right. Cause I sent you that full video of them driving yeah. it out of the shop and it's just Oh like, my God. Yeah. And that was that wasn't even cuffed or buffed and, and cut yet. That was just him no, yeah. out the out the airbrushing. And I'm just like, damn it, man. And I, I, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm way more excited and I'm just, I'm more excited to have the damn trailer done too. And I'm thinking, you know, 
we were laughing with me whether it was all white with the trailer calling it Snowpiercer, you know, like that train shit, the TV show, yeah. laughing about it. And I'm thinking like now it's gonna be the Egyptian train or some shit like that because it's gonna be <laughs> long and with all that damn stuff on it. But yeah, we're it it it, it kind of touched me more when my mother called me today and she was like, she never liked the polka dots on on my first truck. She always she never liked it. And she always, you know, kind of just shook her head when I'm always buying truck parts and that all my life has always been about trucks and stuff like that and the different things. And I mean, I've taken, hell, I've taken her to, um, scraping the coast one year. We, she went with us, we were going to new Orleans, we we're going to scraping the coast. We took mom. And so she was amazed by all of the trucks and the stuff like her favorite truck was, um, at the time, Oh God, what was his name? He already sold it, but it was Whitey, which was the white one with kind of like the blue flame a little bit. And on the back had the skulls with the mouth open. Same truck as mine. Oh, um, yes. I, I, can't, um, I can't think of his name, but he sold it. Yeah, the na- the name of it was Whitey. And I've got a picture of her standing in front of it. And I actually texted to him and I say, hey, look, my mama wants your truck. You better look out, you know, type of thing. And he had laughed. And, you know, that was actually the first time I got to meet and talk with him. Uh, Cause we had like talked all the time on, you know, social media, but that was actually time we got to meet face to face, which was cool. And I, I feel like an asshole and I apologize. I cannot remember his name for shit. Um, but we had fun, you know, and that was, she, that was her. And she kind of like compared, she was always like, now if you did your truck like this, I would understand <laughs> it. You know, like almost kind of saying like your truck right now looks like shit, but if you make it look like this, it looks really, you know, then I'll, I understand what you're doing and stuff. And I, you know, I didn't really think nothing of it. You know, mom is mom, but she had called me and she was just like, son, I saw the pictures and I'm, I'm speechless. I'm like, I'm so impressed. Like who was that guy that did the work? Like that work is, I didn't know you were doing that with your truck. Now, like now, now I can finally, I can tell people that, you know, you need to take a look at my son's truck. Before I just be like, yeah, don't look at my son's truck. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of like, well, damn, you know, So it's, you know, it's one of those things, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, we're, we're almost down to the wire, you know, two more weeks. You'll get blasted with me, you know, like I did before going to state to state, you know, between Memphis and, uh, Oklahoma and all that shit and getting there. And then, um, I might do, I'll probably do another reveal, but I just won't reveal the right side, <laughs> you know, nice. thing. I, yeah, you definitely know. hold out the left side for the, the. The debut. Yeah, you know, I de- <laughs> type of thing. It's just, man, I'm, 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 I'm going nuts. Like I just, I didn't realize, and, and it's, and it's, it's crazy because I have a complete, full build of a station wagon sitting in the garage that I could be working on right now, and I'm just, yeah, no, it's too cold, you know. Yeah, it's just- <laughs> like I'm just ready for the truck. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but you know, I've got to finish that damn that wagon at least get it to a point to rolling so I can get it out of the garage and bring the truck in. Cause right now it's in the truck spot. And then also mini Nats were bringing the wagon. Like mini Nats is our debut of the custom scene wagon. So it's like, yeah, so we you better get to work. Yeah. We got to get our ass up. Cause we could be riding up and down that shit. The damn, the whole damn weekend. <laughs> we might have to make a road trip to South Carolina here shortly, <laughs> man. I tell you, it, it's one of those things I, I need to get my, my ass in gear. And so it, it, it will, it will happen because I've got too many plans for us, for mini Nats to be riding or, well, really my son's going to escort us. Cause we're not going to be driving. 
We, you know, he's <laughs> um, he's gonna be escorting us. I mean, we're gonna be either riding, it, you know, in the front. But don't re- don't forget now that it has that third seat that faces backwards. The faces backwards. Yeah, so that that might be like our little <laughs> like our limo back seat back there, and have the little wine glasses as we sip as he you know chauffeurs us because I'm gonna make him wear the chauffeur outfit. Uh- and we have the tailgate open, me yeah. hanging out the back of it, recording vehicles. Exactly. You know, that that's the whole plan, you know? So we, we definitely got to get that shit together so we have it for, for that damn weekend. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for 2022. Um, you know, just show wise. And I, I'm, I'm just amazed by we every week, you know, well, every month you know, two to three shows. Like there's no way that you cannot say that there's nothing to do. Like there's going to be, I'm, I'm going to try for like, I told Rochelle, I want at least minimum 15 for the year. That's minimum. I said, I want to try for like 20 to 25. That's like my, my top, you know? And so what I, I, and I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be aggressive, but man, I, I, I got to do it, you know, just to, to try it. So we, we went through my, our, uh, calendar brought to you by all time low magazine. Um, I think that would be good if y'all sponsored us. Um, <laughs> we went through there and like wrote down like the four shores, like we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. And then I can't remember, but someone made a, a list of all the shows in 2022, and it sits next to it. So, like, we are at Eastbound Digdale. We're, we know we're going there. The next weekend, we look at it, and if we have nothing going on, it's like Friday. We're like, eh, let's roll. Let's do it. And that's what we did last year, and we ended up hitting a good 20 shows. And so I changed out a few of the, the must-go-tos from last year and changed them over to must go to's like, like I've already got uh relaxing the park booked. I'm not missing that this year. And then everything around it's like, yeah, I think we can make that one. And we'll wait till Thursday night, Friday morning. Like, yeah, we're doing that. And that helped us so much to hit so many shows. Yeah. And, and that's, we've got three that are, you know, no, no doubt for sure. You know, well, four, I say I've got three before June and then I've got three after June, you know, that that are not, you can't miss, you know, type of thing. And and the one between battle and Bama and relaxing the park, I pretty much say they're both the same because I'm taking off that whole week. So it's like, I'm going to hit, you know, battle and Bama and then we're going to take our time driving up and then we're going to, you know, hit um, relaxing the park with DJ Mays. We're going to get there early enough so he can take us around to, you know, the different sites and stuff. So that's going to be like our vacation oh, you know, yeah. type of thing. I want to go to Scraping the Coast only because of, you know, the I feel the a lot of the tributes that are going to be for yeah. Greg. Um, I know that kind of sucks because we're going to miss Justin's, you know, but it's kind of you, you kind of understand of this one, you know, because I've I've hit all of Justin's up until this point. You know, type of thing. So I, I hope he understands, but I don't know if we're gonna drive that far, and you know, to even make it. So that's still kind of a up in the air. You know, I want to, but that's that's the last of the you know before the Junes, you know, type of thing. You know, then you know afterwards after July, you know, there's you know definitely it's no fucking way we're gonna miss the Spark Show. I mean, come on. And then Heck yeah, um, 
Got Static Nation. I mean, there's no way I'm 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 not gonna. Oh, TriStar, TriStar. We're, we're not Tri-Star. gonna miss that. We're not gonna miss that one. Those are the three: TriStar, you know, Sparks, and Static Nation. And then the other ones are. I'm sure I'll be off. I'm sure I'm good. You know, we'll we'll shoot up there. But you know, those three are the guarantees. You know, type of thing that we're not gonna miss. Heck yeah! Well, first off, we gotta. I mean, we'll go ahead and rewind this. Talking about not missing shows. First one we got to take care of is Eastbound Get Down. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm one at a time. Yeah, I know, man, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because I mean he's he's put a lot of work in this one and and done it, him and him and Lopez have absolutely killed it with promoting the show. Um, the, from a promoter's aspect, the fact that they have three different T-shirts that they're going to have, which that blows me away. It was hard enough for us to do two, and he had three way, yeah, way I'm... before the show was even ready. Yep, yep. <laughs> and all of them are amazing, supporting different companies with Tony Moore and uh, Graphic Disorder. And just everything they have everything that you can need at this this one event. I was talking to Mike about it. You know, they have the bar, they have different places to eat, not including the food vendors. And I'm gonna throw out Malloy, my, my brother in law, Malloy will be there set up doing his tacos. So you you also have that. Um all the whole there's we were talking about hotels the other day, trying to figure out where we were. We come to find out there's three days ins. Within five miles of the location, so if you can't find a hotel, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I I found that out and, and realized that we at all as a club talked about we're going to I forget which days in that we were all going into, and I thought that I had booked for the same one, but I'm at the other one. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> all the club is at one, and I'm by myself at a different one. <laughs> I'm trying to change uh-huh. it, but I don't know if I could change it. Uh, which one are you? Which one are you at? Do you know, are you at the showgrounds or at the beach? It's the. Sh- um, when when we get off, I'll I'll because I can look on okay. my phone and okay. I can tell you because I got it. I do everything I, through booking. So I got you. So we're at the one at the showground, and I know our boy Roger Kirkland from Lane Frank Candles. He hit me up to find out where I was at, and he was at the one at the beach. And five minutes later, he called me and he's like, "We got it changed." So. If you get on it, you could probably get it taken care of. Yeah, yeah, that that was another one of the added things I was going to do tomorrow with the rest of the other shit that I've got so much going on. But yeah, I was going to take care of that because I need to. Yeah, and then all the different vendors that are going to be at the show. Um, we have the premiere of Hammered Weekend Wear East with Adam Tripp and Corey Floyd helping Ron out take over the East Coast shows. So they're going to be premiering there. I can't give anything away, yeah, but there is a secret. I was about to say, you better cough up the secret. <laughs> there, There is a secret that is possibly, there's two secrets. We'll, we'll say that. There's two secrets, and I can't say anything. One of them is for sure that there will be a special guest judge because Hammered Weekend Wear picked up the sponsorship for the ham, or for the Eastbound Get Down Bikini Contest, yep. which is now brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. And they have a special guest that is coming to the show to fulfill one of the judging seats. So I can't give that secret away either. And then the other one is a 90% possibility, but you're going to have something that has never been for sale at Hammered Weekend Wear that might be for sale at the booth. So that will be pretty exciting. 
and yeah. we all like it. Oh yeah, I, I look forward to it. Plus, plus, I just personally want to tell everyone that if tomorrow, because tonight's Sunday, as we you know we do our thing on Sunday, but tomorrow Monday, if I am chosen to win that Georgia cutout. I promise you, Georgia will be with me at Eastbound Get Down to watch everything going on. So just understand that, too. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let the secret out of the bag. Before we started recording, Glenn said that if he won that cutout, Rochelle was getting kicked out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And that somehow he was going to get Georgia a job at his work to be his co-driver. <laughs> And he, she will not leave his side. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm telling you, I think it would be hilarious. It's just, it's going to be its own little segment of, you know, where are Glenn and Georgia today? And it's just, <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm taking her to the DMV. And it's like, I want to see other people's reactions as I'm walking with her, talking to her. Like, you know, she's talking back to me and just giggling, laughing. Like, we're just having a conversation and just have people. You're like, making me nervous that if you win this cutout, you're going to kick me off the show and bring her on as co host. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's the Glenn and Georgia show. <laughs> Man, when I when I had posted that thing talking about she's going to my son's friend's bar mitzvah and I'm taking her <laughs> if I could put the, the little yarmulke on her head as we're dancing around, I just <laughs> no. It man, I'm telling you, it, it's gonna be even though I know I'm not gonna win it, but you know it, it it would. Hey, you never know. Yeah, and and then I seen you let the cat out of the bag today of. Of what you had me edit for Christmas card, so <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed that. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, say a prayer for me because I had to sit there and edit his head onto Big Big Woods' body <laughs> and look at the thing. When you sent me that Ooh. picture of the guy cleaning his eyes out with the water, <laughs> <that wasn't> funny. <laughs> you were just like, "Please pray for me." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and again, that was, so we're down, I think there's like four or five, um, gifts that we had sent out that, you know, three came back to us for whatever reason. And two of them were like mangled. Like, I don't know if it went through, uh, it looked like a shredder, like it was mangled. So they couldn't read it or whatever. So I've, I've got basically, I think five that we're, we're going to refinish and redo this week and send them back out Friday. Cause there's some people you know, that are just like, like, dude, we, we didn't get ours. Like, you know what? Like, matter of fact, Daryl Poe still hasn't gotten his award. Yeah. And, and, and Daryl's just like, you know, hey, you know, I didn't get mine. And, and every time when I post up something, he's just like, you know, I didn't get mine. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I wasn't going to say anything, but I haven't got mine either. Yeah, I know you so. haven't gotten yours. And, and that's, that's you the, just, you can just bring mine to Eastbound. Oh, yeah. We don't need Mike destroying it again. I mean, and that's what I thought about. I was like, I wonder if Murray is going through these and, and just like, I'm going to shred up this one and I'm going to shred yeah, up this one. he's like, the custom team, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, you know, looking at it like, I know this motherfucker didn't put his face. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I'm going to shred this one. <laughs> so, oh, so, so I got to tell you. So er, earlier, um, which I don't even know if we can't, I'm going to say it. So Justin had sent me um, some more singing videos and we were laughing and joking earlier today because he was driving to LCD because they're doing their recording tonight for their episode. So him and I was joking and I just thought about with the video that I had sent you, 
I'm waiting to see if he posts that video or if that shit comes out anywhere <laughs> because it, 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 let's just say folks, it was racy enough where Rochelle was like, I really need to talk to you about the relationship you have with Justin. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that it was enough to distract him while he was doing the podcast to see if anything's been said. So we're, we're going to be quiet and wait to see, but I purposely sent him something racy enough to where it would throw him off his podcasting game as he was talking with LCD. That was my goal. So we'll, we'll see. If I that... hope he watched that while they're recording. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my whole goal was to, to see if he watched it during the time that they were recording. So we'll see. <laughs> that would be, that'd be golden. <laughs> but yeah, Shay but, just over there would be like, that's a whole new meaning of butt drugs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can just, man, I can see Lee's face. That's the, just, what the hell? <laughs> that's all I see the boss. <laughs> Spitting out his Mountain Dew, just kind of like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done for the rest of the podcast. I can't, it's it's etched in my mind now. <laughs> yeah, and once again, people, if you want to see the video, my PayPal is because I have it. <laughs> Blackmail one hundred and one. <laughs> hey, look, I'm saying, if you doing like an OnlyFans shit, caught you know, you need to slip me some cash. <laughs> <laughs> Between that video and the the picture edit with your your head on that dude, I can make some bank. I'm saying. <laughs> So yeah, man. Look, let me tell you, I'm we're 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 starting off on a good note with 2022, and I'm I'm loving it, and I think we're gonna have a blast. So I, I hope everyone is ready because it, it is definitely going to be a fun, bumpy ride. I've got a lot of ideas. I know Dizzy has a lot of ideas, and we're just gonna be oh, trying yeah. trying shit every week. So I, I hope y'all are ready. Besides, just the the shows we're hitting, and like I said. I'm going to try a lot more with video aspect too. So you guys will get to see our smiling faces, you know, at certain weeks about it. So definitely if you haven't go on to YouTube and, and find the custom scene, I don't have the podcast. It's just a custom scene. Cause I've added some other stuff, but definitely subscribe to it. Cause it, we're, we're going to be as much as I can each week that we do the podcast, I'm going to try to post up videos too. If not every other week, cause I'm, I mean, we're not going to be hitting shows weekly, but you know, I think we'll have enough content that it, it, it will happen. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll definitely, we'll see, but definitely guys, if you, if you can get over there and definitely do that. And then also make sure that, you know, wherever you are listening on the podcast, you know, hit, you know, definitely give us a review um, I, you can give us a zero review. I, I, I don't mind, you know, but I definitely want you guys to give us a review to make sure. Cause I think I was reading something that, you know, those, those mean something with the podcast. So to keep us going and, you know, want to make sure that everyone puts up a, you know, a, a some type of, you know, review. And if you want to write something even better, um, We'll probably only read the negative ones because I think those are probably be funnier than the <laughs> so, one star reviews. Yeah, oh God, yes, yeah, so. we're gonna get no five stars now, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, but definitely at least hit 
five. I'm I'm gonna say it. Please hit five stars. If we if we made you laugh once, hit five stars. It helps. I have no idea why it helps or how it helps, but it does help. Yes, yes. So it, even if you hit, please hit the five star. But then if you want to put a negative comment, please do. You know, it will oh, definitely be great. We'll read your negative comment, you know, but, you know, definitely hit the five star review. And then when you leave a review, you know, we'll definitely put in whoever, you know, who who put it up there. Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to put you Instagram or whatever, whatever uh, social media that you came on to. But we'll, we'll read them and we'll all laugh together and, and kind of go from there. I think it'll be funny. <laughs> yes. But yeah, man. A whole new segment. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be its own segment. But yeah, man. Any, anything else going on before I guess we can get out of here? Because I mean, it's getting kind of no. late. No, I'm golden. I've got. I'm getting ready to start kicking off Spark. So if you guys are, uh, if you're not on our page, it's the Spark Show on Facebook and on Instagram. And then we have our group, and then we have the event page. Everybody knows how that works. So we're getting ready to start releasing all of our stuff. So keep an eye out for that, and just letting the some other people have their time to shine right now before I start flooding. Because you know how I like to do. I like to flood it and make everybody see me. So, <laughs> so it may not be that great, but I flood social media when it's my turn. So what I'm hearing is, you know, that's a warning. <laughs> Be, ready. Be ready. Be <laughs> ready. Be ready. I have probably 10,000 images ready for 2022. So holy shit. And I'm going to be working on videos this year. So you're going to get more content from me than you normally do. So be ready. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, cool. Well, folks, you heard it. That's it. You know, we're, we're going to get out of here. Um, Next coming up is, you know, Dustin's interview. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. I really enjoy talk with him. And, you know, we're, we're going to get ready for 2022. So we appreciate it. And uh, uh, we out, you know. We out, Dizzy. We gone. Peace. Peace out. R.I.P. Betty White. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, Betty White. We out. <laughs> What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how did I That's right, folks. This episode of We Love the 80s is brought to you by Layin Frame Candles. That's right. That's Layin, L-A-Y-I-N, Frame and Candles with a K dot com. Roger and his wife over there are just producing some awesome candles. I got to tell you, okay, so we're going to break it up how we're going to do it. We're going to start off at my house with the maple butter cheesecake, you know, because I'm a chunky dude, so I got to get my food on. Then after that, we're going to get a little, you know, naughty. and We got to get our sex on the beach smell on. And then last, got to see what the butt naked smells like. So th th those are going to be my favorites. So you guys got to, you know, get on to laying frame candles.com and check out and see what your favorite's going to be. 
and then let us know. Maybe we'll have to do a poll to see which is the favorite smell. And again, that's layinframecandles.com. And now back to We Love the 80s. All right, so it's it's our 80s time again. And I wanted to kind of touch on a couple things, which you know I've had a couple weeks off during the holidays and was checking out a couple of the old 80s toys and stuff. And, you know, back, uh, I think, uh, last week, OLP had their, you know, Christmas toy, you know, thing that pulled up a lot of cool old stuff that I remembered from, you know, obviously from G.I. Joe and Transformers and, and all that good stuff. But I remembered and I and I've been looking and I cannot find the name of it. I saw it one time and, and it and I can't find it again. But do you guys remember they were water guns, but they looked like they were real. Like it it it, it was um like a forty five then it had like uh kind of an AK looking type of gun, you know. Um I think one was an Uzi and then the other one was almost like a rocket launcher, but they were all like water guns. You know, you put batteries in them and they were like automatic, but they were real. They weren't super soakers. And I, and I cannot find the name of it. I saw it one time and I looked back and I couldn't find it. Cause if you're ever on Instagram, there's a guy that I follow, which is uh, the, and then it's underscore eighties and underscore garage. Like I, I believe dude back in the day used to work at KB toys or one of the toy places. He has got a toy collection, which is unreal. Like every time I, I look on his page, I see, you know, newer, cool things. And I, I love, you know, just kind of chopping it up with him on certain things. But I had saw somebody in a comment had mentioned the name of it, but I cannot find the comments. But if anyone is, remembers them you know definitely hit me up and and let me know because i cannot find it but those that was the toy this week that i was going to talk about and and post up you know pictures of it and everything because i i loved it i had them all and and they were great you know for the water gun you know thing because during that time you know you had the super soakers but they were kind of i don't know janky kind of looking but these looked real and I mean, they, that was what they promoted. They looked real, but they were water guns and I, it blows my mind. I cannot find it anywhere, but that was the, the main toy that I loved during that time that I want to talk about. And then I've got coming up next is, you know, my eighties movie of the week, which, you know, you definitely got to check out, which is crawl. Uh, it's K R U L L, you know, it kind of like a, I don't know, uh, a space age, you know, uh, barbarian type of, not really barbarian, more of, you know, like the Knights of the Round Table type of, but the cool thing was he had that looking five-star, like throwing five-star, but it had like knife ends on it that it was like a boomerang that he always threw. And I knew they did like the Atari games and there was arcade games of it. You know, it, it was, I remembered it was fun. So definitely I, I pulled that out for the kids to watch during this holiday you know, so definitely check it out. And, you know, again, you know, let me let me know, guys, if there's any other things 80s wise that you can think of that you guys want to talk about. You know, definitely leave me a message and, and we kind of go from there. But enjoy it. And y'all just let me know. On a distant planet, a great kingdom was ravaged by beings who came from the future. 
to conquer the universe. The only survivors follow a doubtful seer and a throneless king. They will hold her in the Black Fortress. You must have help. Thieves, bandits, fighters and brawlers. Desperate men. Those are the kind of men I need. Well, you heard him. We are now an army. <laughs> At the end of an impossible journey, they must fight an invincible enemy. Here's the knowledge you seek. I shall be your king. In the fortress, you will face more than the slayers. What is about to happen to them could never have happened on Earth. Columbia Pictures presents a world apart from anything you have seen before. Crawl. All right, so that is going to be my movie for the beginning of 2022. I was looking through my 80s movies, and, you know, with it being our little 80s theme, check out the movie Krull. That's K-R-U-L-L. I don't know if you've seen it. It's one of those ones, again, that are the obscure 80s movies that, you know, graphics today, you know, compared to today was terrible. But, you know, pretty good. Uh, storyline I liked it um, again if you get a chance pull it up check it out and let me know you know again this is my 80s movies pick for the week so check it out and let me know what you guys think I'll talk to y'all later all right folks here we are it's 2022 and we've got our first interviewee interviewer interviewee and it is our man Dustin. Is it Mabin? Yeah, Mabin. Mabin. See, I wanted to make sure the first one I didn't fuck it up in the beginning of the year. So our man Dustin here is <laughs> is doing big things. But let's introduce Dustin. How are you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Doing little things though. Let's don't let's don't start off with a lot. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing we're doing little things. That is, and we can't forget in the background uh, we got our man. Michael Ellenberg sitting there. That, that's that's my RA brother um, doing his thing, which I tell him I owe him with the whole blizzard in um, <laughs> Hendersonville. I owe his ass for that one because right when he sent it to me, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to deal with that with work. And I was like, Rochelle, look, uh, Mike's already up there in Hendersonville, and I got to deal with a blizzard. And right then he sends me that picture of that damn uh, ice cream blizzard. And I was like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> so, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, I owe you on that one. <laughs> so so back to my man, uh, Dustin. Dude, what, what's going on? How, how's your, your year? Let's just say, how was 2021 for you? Uh, 2021. Well, man, I mean, 2021 was tough for everybody, right? I mean, it's... Correct. Um, Correct. It, <laughs> 20, 2020, 2021, it's like... You'd like to complain and, and say some things, but you you know it's it it was hard on every on everybody. Um, but hey, I am still here. Uh, just ended uh, days uh, first day out of quarantine, so I, I dodged the coronavirus for two years. Finally got it. Um, you know, made it 
uh, through it happy and uh, healthy, thankfully. And uh, so today's the first day out of quarantine. I'm kind of glad to have that, you know, the, the fear of catching it over with after dodging it for two years, you know. So at least I've already had my fair share of it and um, get some antibodies or whatever and feel a little safer, you know, moving forward. And um, so, you know, depending on how you look at that, I hate to start the year off with catching the, the COVID, but at the same time, kind of glad to get it out of the way. You know, oh, exactly, exactly. Definitely one knock to, it out the yeah, knock it out of the way right off the bat off the first of the year, and let's um, you know move forward with business and and uh, and goals for this year, and, and see what you know God has in store for me. Exactly. So hell, let let's let's get in with the business, and so let let's rewind back a, a few couple, you know, a, a lot of years where little Dustin was sitting there and. Maybe he saw his first mini truck or his first truck. Like what, what got you into, we'll say our scene that, that led you to where you are right now? Um, well, you know, um, as a kid, um, I built a lot of model cars, uh, growing up, um, as we kind of spoke about, I didn't have the greatest childhood. Like a lot of people had a rough childhood and, um, one of the things I did to just kind of pass the time was build uh, model cars. And the older I got, the more serious I got about them. And I always really uh, enjoyed that. My dad, he had a um, couple of Mopar road runners and stuff. And I always thought those were, those muscle cars were, you know, really cool. And so I just, I had the, the gearhead bug, if you will, ever since I was a, a kid, you know? Um, and, when I, I kind of, when I was 17, I decided I didn't want to be with my mom anymore. She wasn't a good leader at the time. Uh, moved in with my grandpa, who was a fantastic leader. And um, he helped me get my first truck, which was just this Dodge Dakota, you know. Um, but my grandpa was like very, um, we, I'd like to use the word cheap man. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he was frugal, so, frugal. We'll say frugal. very frugal. Yeah. Frugal. <laughs> he was very frugal. So, you know, I had all these, you know, cool ideas of to fixing it up. And, um, but you know, he was like, you know, if you want to do anything to do this truck, bro, you're going to have to do it on your own, you know? And I couldn't, I couldn't pay anybody to do any of these things. So, um, I, st- I just set out unintentionally. I never chose to build hot rod car. I say this a lot that, to people who ask about uh, my career, even though it's nothing, my career to start off with is nothing really to be bragging about. But for what little it is worth, I never chose uh, once that this is where I wanted to be. It kind of chose me uh, as a young person. Uh, my original aspirations was just, I want to have a cool truck, you know? And, you know, I, that was it. A cool truck made me feel like I was somebody, you know, it was like, uh, at the time, uh, my identity, you know, Hey, this, this makes me feel like I'm somebody. And the more I do to it, the more somebody I feel like, which is probably not an explanation you hear a lot, but that's for my story. That's certainly the, uh, the truth of those stepping stones. So I would just buckle down and learn different tasks. I started off in a car stereo shop and, um, you know, I learned a lot about car stereo and they were really, really picky about doing stuff the right way. 
and doing a really good job. And so right off the bat, I was introduced to uh, taking a lot of pride in what you do. And um, so I did that for several years um, and kind of got bored with it. Um, Wanted to start learning welding and and fabricating, you know, because at the time I was wanting to like shave the door handles on my truck. But, you know, going back to the frugal thing, I couldn't afford anybody to do it, you know, so I had to, that meant I had to learn how to do it. And so my interest started changing from car stereo to, you know, basic paint and body, you know, if you will. And so uh, my stepping stone started to shift and my ended up not working at the car stereo shop anymore. And my uh, grandpa got me a job at GE and, um, and it was there that I met this guy in a tool room named Tim Cox and I wanted somebody to teach me how to weld and nobody would do it. And he took the time to do it. And I got so addicted to just welding and everything that was involved with that, that I actually got fired from GE because I spent all my time in the tool room. They were like, <laughs> hey, if I, if I catch you in the tool room one more time, I'm firing you, even though your granddad's raving. My, my granddad had retired from GE, so he had like all these connections, you know. But, you, you know, I ruined it so, you know, I was so bad. They were like, even if your granddaddy's raving, I'm still firing you. <laughs> so, so, you I got, so you weren't supposed to, you weren't part of the tool room, but you kept oh, my, no, I was you kept, like, no, no, I, no, I had to change light bulbs, bro. Okay, okay. I didn't have no cool job. I had to change the light bulbs, but I was in the tool room all the time. And I was using these different stepping stones and these different skills to work on this Dodge Dakota, which, you know, uh, I, I was doing at the time just because, like I said, it made me feel good about myself and I was cool. You know, I thought it was like cool to show up to Patton with shaved door handles. And then it just like any snowball that's rolling down that hill, the shaved door handles leads to, I want to put airbags on it leads to, I want to paint it. And my stepping stones of life continue. And I find myself in a body shop and, and learning how to paint and, I'm painting my truck different colors every week and, you know, all my paint jobs suck and, uh, you know, all, right. all these things. But So now, real quick, during this time, like what town were you in and did you guys have like a local hangout where you would roll up and, you know, other people, you know, other mini truckers would see it? Were there any like big clubs around the area? Yeah, and no. So I was in Hendersonville, and Patton would have been the biggest cruising thing. But that at the time was a really big cruising thing. And um, and of course, I loved the truck magazine. So you know, I would constantly. I never had a subscription to any of them. But I, you know, if I was at the grocery store, I'd pick up mini trucking or street trucks or whatever was available, and and literally wear the pages off of it, bro. Like, and uh, I went to two websites consistently all the time at this time in my life. I went to acrophobia.net and I went to Rhodes Auto Works, www.raw.com. And at the time, the Rhodes place was building one of Dave's trucks, the Catch-22 truck, uh, and they would post lots of uh, pictures of them building that. And, of course, I just, you know, be in awe of all the stuff on the acrophobia website and i would look at all those 
cars and trucks and I'd want to have something like that. And so, you know, I'd want to do something more to my truck that would, you know, involve me needing to learn a craft this much better or, you know, something that, you know, add something to my tool belt. If there's a, if that's a good way of putting it, you know, right. And right. Uh, so I'm constantly pushing myself in this fire inside of me at the time is I can't extinguish it and I can't explain it. And even though it's burning wide open, I got no clue that it's going to lead to a career in any of this. I'm just doing it because I want to have a cool truck and I am just infatuated with it. Um, and, and that was when I met Mike, uh, was around in that area. At the time I met Mike, I was a little further along, um, when we become friends, when I first met Mike, first met me right in smack dab in the middle of "Don't know what you're doing, Central." Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, that 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 was when Mike first met me. Uh, we didn't become friends then, and uh, later on in life, um, uh, we become we met again at a time when you know my skill sets and, and things were nothing to be uh, ashamed of. But at that time, when he met me, we didn't know. Um, I didn't know anything what I was doing. I had, hey, honey, I'm on a little, I'm on a podcast with. I'm hungry. Hey, will you go get her some chips out of that top drawer? Yeah. And so that was when I first met Mike, uh, Patton Avenue. I've like put, at that time, I had put C notches in my truck and for no reason. I didn't, I hadn't airbagged it yet. And I put C notches in it because in, at, at that time, I was working working at GE and I had access to that tool room and so we um, we cut some notches out for me and um, you know kind of put them together and then me being just impatient couldn't wait I want to go and put them on the truck you know I was going to bag it later on so I had this whole center of my bed floor cut out and these notches welded in my frame for an obvious no reason and <laughs> right. I got questions about it all the time like why did you do that and I was always like you know, I'm going to put on airbags one day, you know? And, um, but that's when Mike met me. And that was like the first thing he noticed that he, he remembered forever. He was like, you were the guy that had the notches in your truck for no reason. <laughs> and that was, um, you was notch yeah, boy. <laughs> I was, yes. Yeah. I was a lot of things. Yeah. I was like, I would get off from work and then go straight to my grandpa's garage where he was kindly enough let me ruin it and be welding sanding painting whatever and i mean like crazy would be up to you know i was putting in the time i was you know if you will going to the school of hard knocks you know like and didn't even know it i mean i had no clue that this was going to turn into a career so that was that was my introduction and then later on as you know, I finally started to develop some skills and learn how to do things the right way in the right order. Um, and my little Dodge Dakota got to be a decent truck. I reached out to um, John Jackson, who they called Chicken at the time, um, who was the head over the Acrophobia North, North Carolina and South Carolina chapters, I believe. And wanted to join, and uh, they let me petition and then join. And that was when I really got my first, my 
first introduction into what mini trucking and the custom scene is all about. That's when I got my first taste of something other than looking at it on the internet or uh, in a magazine. You know, uh, prior to that, I never got to go to any really, really big shows. Well, that um, that was going to be my next question was. So do you remember your first show that you went to? And, I do. And how, yeah. how was that feeling yeah. seeing all of these badass rides that, you know, maybe some you've seen in the, you know, in one of the magazines that you bought, like to actually see these badass rides in real, real life. Like, how was that? Well, the first uh, show that I went to, um, and I will leave out some of the, the details um, on this. But the very first show that I went to, I had a, a first cousin who married this guy named Donnie Gossett. And Donnie Gossett at the time was in relaxed atmosphere. And he had a really nice bag of Eclipse. Now, this time was smack dab in the middle of don't know what you're doing central. Okay. So I am the kid, the, the dumb redneck. I don't even know what you want to word it that. You know, most people would look at and think this kid's helpless, you know, <laughs> and, but and I, I don't remember the condition of my Dodge Dakota at the time, but I can imagine it was probably terrible. And they were all going to go to his show in Tennessee. And since, you know, he married my first cousin, I conned my way in into going. And so the president of relaxed at the time um who i'm i'm not i won't name i don't want because i'm actually friends with him now and he's no <laughs> longer relaxed and i'm not i'm just not going to throw his name out there for any bad reputation because i am friends with him now but they at the time he was the president of the relaxed atmosphere and they all met at this gas station and they were gonna you know caravan together and i was told that i wasn't allowed to caravan because my truck was such a piece of crap, basically, that I couldn't be seen even in the caravan with them and that I was going to have to let them, you know, drive their own train to the show and then just follow and just meet them there. But I couldn't be a part of the, you know, parade, if you will. And I did. But that was my first taste. And at that time, it was a, a little heartbreaking, a little saddening, you know. Yeah, that was a little, little harsh, man. I, yeah, that I was, <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a that was a, a a little harsh, you know. Um, uh, fast forward to acrophobia days. Now that's when I started to feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride. Like, hey, I have a truck nice enough to put a car club logo on, like. A, a, a serious car club logo. Um, and I realized, you know, kind of got involved in the brotherhood and the, the friendships. And that's when I met Mike again, again. <laughs> and, and we become, you know, really, really good friends. What, what was Mike driving at this time? Do you remember Mike? Yes. He had a body drop, um, STN, STN suicide doors. It was you know, really nice at the time. He hadn't painted it yet. I think he was really close to painting it. Um, and I think he painted half of it at his garage. And then we painted the other half of it at my shop. And this was when I first got my shop. And it was small. And um, 
you know, not didn't have all the stuff that I have now. Uh, I think my paint booth had clear curtains for walls and all kinds of things, but we oh, had walls. Do we have walls? Yeah. Okay. But we finished painting it up here. Uh, this was before Jason Miles did the graphics though. Um, and that was the days of, you know, we did Southeast showdown for like at least two or three years. I can't remember. And this was when, when Southeast showdown was as big as many Nats is today. Right. I mean, was huge. You know, Oh, I remember those days and that that's the, again, the thing that just blows my mind that a show that big and that all of us had went to, and it's kind of like though that seven degrees of separation. Like I know we had like walked past each other time and time again at these shows, but you know, we really didn't know each other until now. And, it, and it's just crazy because those were mandatory shows for us. when we were in Charleston, like we were like, that's in South Carolina. Like you have to go to that show, you know, and it was so big and to see them in mini trucking magazines and, you know, seeing the, uh, seven deadly sins and come find out, you know, now, you know, that's a RA, you know, club member that is a good friend of mine, you know, that did those. And it's just, it, it's crazy how it's all coming into circles. It's it's wild. Yes. And that was a different time in the custom scene than what we have now. Oh yeah, you know? completely. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, ex I can't even explain it to people if I tell them, or I'd like to engage them in a conversation and try to reflect them back on what it was like. It's not even explainable how much different not only the scene was in the brotherhood, but the cars, the way they were being built, what was important. If you didn't go through the Nopi national days and the Southeast showdown days, if you didn't come up through that, then they're wasting your time explaining what it was like. Completely. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it, it's funny, you know, when, especially now a lot of the younger kids and I, I feel weird, you know, talking to them because I feel like our grandparents, when they were trying to explain stuff to us, when we always, mm -hmm. when they sit there and say, those are the good old days, you know, now yes. We're, yes, we're, we're like, those are the good old days, you know, when mini trucking was mini trucking, you know, type of thing. And it's weird, but I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So you got, um, let, let's go to where, you, you, you've gotten your skills and you're doing your thing and, and you got your shop. Um, do you remember like your first, I don't want to say uh, big job, but your first job that you, you know, you did that, um, you know, paid you for it and you had maybe other people come along and say, Hey, look, you know, I want you to do something to my vehicle because you did, you know, such and such vehicle and I loved it and and I want you to do the same thing for mine. You know, do you remember that time when you were actually started getting, I guess you want to say the recognition for, you know, the uh, you know, awesome work that you started doing? Is that kind of hard to to I remember about? the I may not remember some of the details as stated, but I remember the transition really well because I had had a job at a collision shop and uh, had worked there for many years and, and worked my way up to the head painter. And I was very young at the time to be a head painter. And I worked really hard for this collision shop. And, um, and then obviously was working at my grandpa's uh, too. And this was as 
the time my skills were starting to not that I have any kind of real skill. I don't want people listening. I'm, I'm, I'm not talented. I'm too dumb to quit. But this was at a time when I at least had put in enough effort to where I started to know what I was doing. And the um, owner of the collision shop just did not appreciate the hard work. I don't know if you've ever worked uh, somewhere where you really busted your butt for somebody and it just went totally unappreciated. And yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that feeling was really starting to get to me. And the um, he, at the time, he had a contract with his Toyota dealership. And so we were fixing lots of Toyota wrecks. And I would always go, a painter gets paid on commission, so I don't get paid to do more work, you know? But I would... You could take the doors off really easy without having to realign them. So instead of taping the door jams and making a tape line, I would always just pull the door and clear the jam. And um, I didn't get paid for it. And I thought I was doing him, hey, I'm kind of helping you out. You know, your shop's getting a better reputation because they're really liking how clean the repairs are. But he would just be frustrated because I used uh, you know, four ounces extra of $50 a gallon clear that he's putting on these cars or something to that effect anyways he goes out of town one time and we had this bumper job on a new toyota and i decided to blend on the fenders and the quarters and make this bumpers match perfectly i only got paid to paint the bumpers but i blended on on fenders and quarters made it perfect he comes back into town i'm thinking i'm going to get a pat on the back he's mad he's like did you blend that car and blending in our world was instead of just painting just the bumper you you know stand the fender or whatever the adjacent panel is and you just kind of fade that new base coat and you create this fade and you clear coat the entire panel and that hides your human eye from being able to pick up that fade if you will if you do it correctly and it's how you make something match because you can't panel paint you can't just paint the bumper and expect it to be a dead-on match it'll be a shade off i'm sure you've seen that before you know right right he's mad he's like the bumpers don't match from the factory. And I'm like, hey, if you make, and I told him, he was so upset, and I just told him, in a, I said, if you make me repaint that, Greg, I'm going to quit. And he's like, you're repainting. I said, okay, just know, I will go down there and repaint those bumpers and make them not match, but you will no longer have a painter. And that's how it played out. Well, I tell you that to tell you, that led me to a street rod shop, and that was my next job, which... I didn't realize it was going to be my next big stepping stone. And it was at the street rod shop that I worked at while these acrophobia days are going on and, and all of this. And that guy retired. And so I started just kind of working out of my grandpa's garage. And I had put in to be the local 3M rep at the time. And the uh, no. DuPont rep, I apologize, DuPont, not 3M, DuPont. And I knew the DuPont rep really well because that's what I was spraying out of my grandpa's garage. And I had done this Cavalier and, like, shaved the taillights and stuff on it, you know. And I had almost gotten this job as the uh, DuPont rep, and then I showed him the job I had done on that Cavalier. And I remember to this day he said, if you can do that, you don't need to, to be – the DuPont rep. He said, you need to be doing your own thing, bro. He said, this, this is not where, where you need to be. 
And um, so they offered me, ended up getting a job, and they offered me uh, 15 bucks an hour. And I thought about it, and I ended up turning it down. And I had some more work to do out of my grandpa's garage. And so I just started doing that, and I outgrew it and got a small shop. Um, and that was kind of how the stepping stones landed me to have the shop that I have now. Um, and that's the transition that I remember. I don't remember specifically like what exact job I was working on when I left my grandpa's and, you know, started my, you know, my own shop, if you will. But I just remember that was the, the kind of the transition from working for somebody working for a street rod shop. And the street rod shop is also where my interest started to change at the time because I took a kind of a long break from mini trucking, if you will, because as the, um, when I was working at the street rod shop, the, the money thing really started to make more sense at the time and how hard it would be to make a living building mini trucks because everybody that was into them didn't have a whole lot of funds and a lot of people had their own set of skills anyways and didn't need somebody like me very frugal people yeah and everybody was frugal. <laughs> well, stop stop we all know we're mini truckers we were cheap as fuck that's what it was we, <laughs> you can say what you want now we can sugarcoat that we all know we was cheap as hell and then that's why you got some guys now that think that they can open up their own shop and they can damn shave shit and they can you know do these god awful damn uh sea notches that is just as sketchy as hell you know then ends up for sale and everyone's just like dude do you see what you're selling you know, type of thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate, I really appreciate y'all, you know, kind of sugarcoating it, but I'll say it. We was cheap ass motherfuckers. That's what we were. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. And I started to realize that, Hey, if I'm going to do this. I need to shift my focus from, you know, mini trucks, if you will, to street rods. And at the time I had built a little road runner. That was the last car that I built out of my grandpa's garage that got me a lot of attention, a lot more than the Dodge Dakota did. And that was just because my grandpa I actually had got a Dodge Dakota to body drop. It was the craziest story. I had got another Dodge Dakota that I had planned on body dropping because I wanted a body drop truck. It was time to take one to the next level. But I my other one was pretty nice and I didn't want to tear it apart. So I was just gonna do another one because I was smart enough to know Hell, I could have two for the same time I'm putting tearing this one down, you know? Right. And um, so I got another one. Well, my grandpa loved this new Dodge Dakota that I got. He was like, he thought it was like the nicest truck. And he was like, hey, listen, I want you to cut that thing up. He's like, you know that roadrunner that the tree fell on? And I, we had a roadrunner that a tree had fell on, and it just messed up one corner of the roof. It wasn't bad. He's like... I'll give you that Roadrunner for this Dodge Code. And I was like, all right, but only if I can do whatever I want to the Roadrunner. I want to hear no crying when I'm out there with the <laughs> wheel cutting it because I'm going to cut the fire out of this thing. And he's like, I, I don't care what you do to it. You want to trade? And I was like, yes, I want to trade. And so the Roadrunner is just, I'm taking it to the Chelsea show. I'm still in acrophobia at the time. And, uh, but it's getting a whole nother level of attention outside of, the acrophobia show, you know? And so that, that also probably had a, a lot to in play with me, you know, starting my own business, if you will, but just the realization that 
the money financially is in the street rod side of th- side of of things, you know. Right. And and the for me the push was there too. I, I had been infatuated with mini trucks, and until I worked at Toby's, I knew a little bit about street rods, but I didn't follow it. But it was, you know, like anything, I start following, and I'm like, holy crap! I mean, street rodding is a lot like mini trucking. Hey, they they do body drops. They just call it channeling. They do. Wow. They build their own frames. They do. They shave everything. You know, they make the whole body, you know, and I'm realizing, you know, the level of craftsmanship. And at the time, above all things, the fuel for craftsmanship was burning inside of me at an unexplainable rate. So I didn't really care whether it was a mini truck or Peterbilt or a space shuttle. I was so wound up in trying to pursue craftsmanship on so many different levels that when I found out the level that the street rod guys were taking it to, I was hooked because, you know, it was like the level of mini trucking was always really high, but you know how it was. You would see a lot of stuff that wasn't put together that well. And, but, but still be in a magazine, you know, or it would look good, this year and next year it would be crack back central with 500 bondo cracks in it, you know? And you didn't see that in the street rod world. Like the, the quality was so important and the longevity was too. So like the idea behind your approach to it was just different. It wasn't just get it done. It was get it done and it better last forever, you know? And so that brought a whole nother challenges to me and, and, learning new skills and things i was addicted to it and that was the you know the the transition if you will and and see i i wonder um not to cut you off but it just kind of really hit me kind of the thing so we really say when it comes to street rods and and those eras of vehicles you know we'll say that that's pretty much our fathers and grandfathers and the level of what they want you know, of the craftsmanship is, I mean, honestly, let's say because they have the money to pay for it, you know, their kids are out of school, you know, they're, they, they have their either retirement or their jobs that they can pay for these things. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm wondering, let's fast forward, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, now here we are, the grandfathers and, you know, the fathers, are the street rods still going to be around or, or do you think it's now going to be the mini trucks that are, we are all, you know, working on and have all these shows like the street rod and, you know, the PD street rod thing in Myrtle beach. Will it now be like a big mini truck where all you see is just all these mini trucks that we started back when we were younger, but we didn't have the money. And now that we're older and we have the money, we have the means to build something that we've always wanted. Yeah. I've I've always wondered. Well, I think we're seeing a lot of that now. Uh, uh, you know, so I did take a, a pretty long break. Uh, my last days with Acrophobia was my very beginning chopper days. So to throw another thing in the loop, I, the you know, here comes the biker build off on TV, and here comes another goal for Dustin. And I just, get, <laughs> you know, hooked on building choppers. And um, John Jackson was the president at the time, and I had got an opportunity to build a pretty nice bike. Um, and that would honestly still be nice by today's standards. Uh, there was no no expense spared on this bike. 
Um, and that was my first, probably my deepest dive into craftsmanship and freedom, if you will, was on this bike. And um, John wanted to expand the acrophobia. Um, if he's listening, he can uh, write me and uh, chew me out if I tell this story wrong. But the way I, I remember it, he was trying to expand the... Um, the chapter and he wanted it to include hot rod cars and motorcycles and um he got turned down for whatever reason i guess dave or somebody above him said no we're not we're not doing that and he had already pulled together like i remember the last southeast showdown i actually brought that chopper that i built and this was when i was still in acrophobia and you know running their logo and um and there were other choppers there and there were some other hot rod cars there. And so John had kind of put this thing together ahead of time, if you will, I guess maybe banking on the fact that it was going to kind of go through when it didn't go through. He was like, I'm done. I'm not, I quit. I'm not going to be a part of it. I had this idea. You guys don't want to run with it. I'm out. And he was like the glue that held the chapter together. So when he quit, our chapter went crazy. I, I don't remember any specific details about any person or any party. All I remember was after he left, it was a lot of drama and I no longer wanted to be a part of it. So I officially took a hiatus from acrophobia and from the entire mini truck scene. And that was, if I remember the last big Southeast showdown anyways, I think that was uh, pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh, they might've had another one, but it was small. That was definitely the last, big one that you know was mini mats big so to speak you know yeah that was at the fairgrounds or whatever because didn't they yeah. have it somewhere else one time that was different yeah they may have i had it uh anderson speedway okay yeah yeah i didn't go to that one yeah i didn't go to that one either I, that was my <laughs> last when john left i left and i had and still had a lot of a lot of respect for john he's a really good guy so at the time i valued his opinion enough to say hey if you're if you if it bothers you enough to leave, I'm leaving too. And a lot of people felt that way too. I remember we lost a lot of people over that. I think we lost Justin Wyatt. I, I mean, we lost a bunch of people. And so for the next up to years of my life, I I got more heavily involved in motorcycles and and hot rod cars. And then you know since made a return, um, you know in the last. You know, probably four or five years back into the mini trucking scene, um, and you know, lo and behold, I find all my friends and everybody right where we all kind of took a break and just felt right back at home. So I've kind of picked back up uh, into that, if you will. And so that was I had a little period of time there where I was gone. I certainly uh, won't know of any. You know, all some builds that were done during then, because I didn't follow it at all for that period of time. I was just so infatuated with, you know, the other stuff. But when I came back in, I was like, holy crap, look, this is like what what had changed for me when I came back in. And this will answer your first question was I seen a lot of the guys that didn't have money. I, I, I don't want to name anybody, but, you know, I could see some guy that didn't have two nickels to rub together 10 years ago, you know, 
And now he's in the fattest truck that I've ever seen that I'm like, holy crap. And exactly what you said. I said, now these guys that didn't have the money all those years ago, they have the money now. And now they're building the baddest trucks I've ever seen, you know. And I seen street rod level work in the mini truck scene, you know. And I'm like, holy crap, these guys, this truck's as nice as any street rod I've ever seen. I mean, this thing has been completely tore down. The bottom of it's wet, sanding, and buffed. This, this truck is ridiculous, you know. And so to fast forward even further, I would say where do I see us? I don't know because I don't have a crystal ball, but I can tell you where I'd like to see us with less division. If you, if I rewound my journey, I would remember a lot of division at the Southeast Showdown days. Like you were a mini trucker and or you were this and you were labeled as that. And you didn't see mini trucks at the good guy shows. You didn't see the good guys, street rods, come into Southeast Showdown. Um, we were very divided. Now, as time has played on, like with my journey, we realized we got a lot more in common than we thought. And those are our grandfathers or whatever. And now... It's not uncommon. In fact, you see old cars at mini truck shows. You see motorcycles at mini truck shows. And you see mini trucks at good guy shows. You see slammed mini trucks in the parking lot at the Easy Rider show. You, you know, it, we're coming together with less division. So I would like to see even less division in the future. When our kids are out and about, I'd like to see, hey, we got cool cars and trucks and motorcycles and we're all here which is what we like we're not we're not labeled it has you have to have a mini truck and it has to be a mini truck and you have to be from that era because we're the ones that appreciate that right because we went through it but you know my daughter kyla grace didn't go through it so she may never have that you know appreciation for what uh you know a space cab may represent you know what i mean but maybe she will have the appreciation for what would go into something like that means and in turn have, you know, more overall appreciation and, and less division, if you will, with the exception of squatted trucks. <laughs> and, and see, that's, that is my thing. You know, a lot of people, and, and I've heard it from both sides. You know, some people say, look, I want to go to a show where I only want to see, you know, Hondas and, and different versions of Hondas. That's what I'm into. I really don't care about a truck or, you know, or whatever. So we're going to have, I think, those individual shows. But in general, I'm with you. Um, there's a lot of shows now that we go to that are, you know, definitely introducing more of, you know, your variety of vehicles, which I love. You know, it's it's because that's the thing. It's like. I'll see something from something else that I just feel is badass, and I would like to see, you know, to maybe incorporate that onto my ride, you know. And some people kind of look at that, that's crazy. Like I've seen a lot of the, you know, they call it the JDM trucks, where, you know, they come, mm-hmm. you know, where they look like the cars that are the, you know, uh, the stance wheels and the different things that they do, but they're doing it on the truck version, which, you know, it's not for everybody, but again, 
you know, I feel a true enthusiast enthusiast appreciates what they're putting into. You might not like mm-hmm. it, but it, the time and the effort that you put into it, you know, I appreciate that. You know, the vision that you're that you're doing that that you want. You know, you want it to look that way. You've taken the effort to make it that way. It's clean. You know, it's done right. I appreciate that. You know, I, it's not that I might not like it. You know, and, and but I'm not going to sit there and say, dude, you know, what the fuck were you doing? Like, that's stupid. You know, like I, my opinion to me doesn't matter to anybody. So I'm not even going to voice it. You know, I'm just going to eat. But even on the good point, the bad points, I won't say anything, you know, but the good points, I want you to know, you know, hey, I I, I see you. I appreciate what you did. You know, like it, it it's I, I see it, you know, and, and thank you for, you know, doing that, you know, and bringing it here for us to see, you know, type of thing. And I think. In general, a lot of people, I don't know where we got off of that. You know, what, what happened to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the appreciation, you know, and, and I think that's a lot of things like we try to do, you know, and, and I appreciate that. So it's just. Yeah, I, I've been cornered several times about an opinion on a certain vehicle, this or that, and try to be cornered on a, a negative judgment. And I, my reaction is, is always the same. I'm like, listen, I mean. They, uh, you know, hey, I'd rather be doing that than doing drugs. They could right. be doing <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know, which may sound like an insult, but it's really not. Like, hey, I'd rather this person be making something that, for whatever reason, it doesn't tickle my fancy. But that same kid could be home doing drugs right now. And so at least he's being productive. Exactly. And that's that's the whole thing. And it's it just blows my mind how some people nowadays get so offended and so opinionated by somebody bringing something different that isn't with the norm like i i thought that's what the big thing about all of us is is the individuality we know we're not all trying to be the same you know and and that's that especially with this scene you know that's that's the thing you know especially as much as we got the shit beat out of us by our parent or our dads with just us lowering trucks and telling us we're so fucking stupid and why did you destroy a perfectly good truck Man, I you know, I went back and forth with my dad for oh god, for you know, months, years on shit like that till finally he just gave up. You know, but it, it's one of those things, man. I, I I'm I, I'm hoping that in the future, like you're saying, just more of, you know, the camaraderie and coming together. And, and I see it. It we're getting there. You know, yeah, we're, and, we're definitely you we're know, getting there. The the scene, if somebody thinks the scene is dying and they're just you know, they, they're not they're not paying attention. The scene is the best that I've ever seen it overall, because, I, you know, you have so many TV shows now and, and Instagram and Facebook and all these things. And, and we're constantly sharing and looking at people's projects and motivation. And people are taking stuff to a level now that is we never thought you know, they would be taking it to. So to say that, oh man, we're dying. No way. We're not even close. In fact, we're, I think we're just getting our first breath. You know, I think the scene and, you know, the mini truck scene, at least this is my opinion would be like, Hey, that's, we were adolescents, you know, now we're starting to know what we're doing and we're really starting to take call, whether it's a mini truck or a whatever kind of truck to a, a whole nother level. And look at how much we're sharing it and how much we're talking about it on Instagram and all that stuff. And the people's pursuit of craftsmanship is in like a spotlight. You know, they're able to share 
what they they've learned or how good they can do a certain task and and get likes and comments and and we're able to get advice and learn and do things we couldn't do 10 15 years ago i mean those were trade secrets those you had to work at a shop or know somebody at a shop and go through the school of hard knocks to learn how to TIG weld a panel that way or machine a part that way. You know, now it's, we're sharing it. We're talking about it. So I'd like to see, yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, so I'm really hopeful for where all that camaraderie, if you will, however you say that is, is going to take us. Cause we didn't have that 15 years ago. You know, that, that, at least not to my knowledge. I mean, people weren't like, Hey, let me, help you out on this i'll show you how to english will this panel you know i mean that was like a big secret you know what i mean yeah exactly it, it well and and i feel that especially the levels that you're talking about those were kind of the higher levels that you know you would pay somebody to do because we didn't know we we did the cheap versions because you know you got five you know teenagers that we're all doing the same thing and we're just like hey you know, we don't have the thousands of dollars to pay somebody to body drop it. But, hey, my dad's got a sawzall and a welder. And, you know, let's 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 fuck it up. If you're down, let, let's do it. You know, and I right. think as much as that that camaraderie is was always there because, you know, that's what we right. did. You know, but right. now it's coming to the point to where I think that those kids that did that are now older and want to give back. So now that we've got that, you know, that knowledge right. of it. It's a, someone like a Sean Rose, you know, with the bead roll. And it's like, hey, guys, look, I'm going to show you how to do this. You know, right. and, and the same thing with the welding. It's just like, look, I, you know, I weld for, you know, uh, for a job now. This is my profession. But, hey, let me show you the do's and don'ts. So if you do decide to do it, you at least have the knowledge of what not to do versus, you know, like we just pretty much just tried it and we, you know, did it until it was good, not good until we figured it out type of thing. And that's. That's what I enjoy, you know, and I, I've always said that it's kind of like the giving back, you know, it's just like we see that the kids coming up, I feel better knowing to give them a better hand of knowledge in the beginning so they know versus, you know, them going through the hard knocks like we did, you know, right. to just teach them. And so, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. And then that's, again, you know, that's where from the time with us, you know, meeting and hanging out, it's, you know, it, with the with the podcast, they're going to know here soon. It, I'm going to come to the shop and do some filming and kind of show everyone, you know, th what you're into, what you actually have there. Because from the first time that, you know, Mike brought me there, and man, it, to me, it was like a, um, kind of like a Disney world of tools and machines that I've never seen except for on TV. And now here I am standing here, walking around looking as you're showing me, what these things are. And I'm just like, Holy fuck. That's, that's just badass, And that's, you know, you do what with that? Holy crap. You know, and, and it's, it's awesome. You know, and then the work that you were doing, like with that, uh, Corvette, um, just the different thing, man, it, it's, I feel that listening to you on the podcast is one thing, but to be able to see, you know, and understand that, you know, a lot of these guys here that are listening, you know, it, it's not easy starting your own business, but, you know, understand that there's a level that you want to get to or try to get to. And I think that, that they need to see that, you know, even just as something as simple as your welds, 
like the welds that you do are fucking phenomenal. Like I've never seen that style in weld in my life. And it's just those welds alone. When you sit there and say that you want to hone in on your craft and that's what you, you can see that you can see it in the work. And, and that's, man, I, I just, I find that as awesome as hell, you know, and that, and that again, that's why I, I want to also start with you with our filming side of the podcast so people can see. And I think they'd appreciate it 100% more besides just listening to you and, you know, and, and getting it. But when they see it, man, it, it's, that's where it is. I'm telling you. No, well, that's uh, it's very, very humbling. Um, I certainly uh, really appreciate it. It's hard to... I've never really been a great person at being able to take um, compliments, so I'm not not too too great at that. But uh, it is very humbling that you speak so highly of it. I know that I put a my shop's just been a big uh, accumulation of my school of hard knocks and a lot of opportunities that that God has put in front of me, and um, you know, all just kind of driven by me literally being too dumb to quit because. Of all the things that I've made, money certainly is not at the top of that list. So, um, but I have, you know, pursued my craft for this all these years, and still have that fire burning to uh, take it to um, these levels of that. Just different people that I have admiration for, and they can do different things. And so, I'm constantly trying to push myself to be, you know, better at, at different areas. So I uh, appreciate you noticing that. Well, dude, look, I, again, like I've always said, man, I appreciate you. And I definitely, you know what? And, and we didn't even get to talk about Kylie Grace, like it, with everything that you're doing, you know, you're still, you're, you're putting it on these, these long nights at the shop and, you know, doing your craft, but you're still, you know, still doing the same thing with being a father, you know? And mm. I love the fact that you guys, you've got her in BMX racing you know, so you're yep. still kind of staying in the scene, you know, it's like what we grew up in, you know, and, it, and it's, it's yeah. cool, man. And definitely you got to tell us a little bit about her or, you know, like what, what are the fun things that in the scene that she's still, you know, that you're keeping her doing? Yeah. So uh, her name, Kylie Grace, um, she races BMX bikes. Um, she's uh, almost eight years old and, um, you know, I have, um, you can follow our journey on Instagram. That's where you'll see, you know, all the stuff that me and Kylie Grace do and the um, stuff for the shop. Um, and I also have a mavensconcepts.com, which is the website for the shop. Uh, I don't promote it a lot. We're not fully built, but it's, it's pretty well built. Um, but you can go there too. But anyway, you can follow Kylie Grace and I journey on the, my social media page. And, um, I've had custody of her since she was, um, you know, very, very young, um, think about six weeks old. And, um, so I just, I've kind of got a, you know, because I have her all the time, I've developed a pretty strong bond and she's goes with me everywhere I go. So when I go to a big car motorcycle event or, or whatever, she's, I take her everywhere. I don't, I don't have babysitters. I don't have people to, you know, to keep her for me. So she goes everywhere. So she's been, you know, around this whole, this whole scene if you will from the the beginning so and really she was like probably for me uh saving grace you know because i had went you know just like everybody's journey you know it's ups and downs and i had you know 
started to get this shop and started to have different things and, you know, get some recognition and get some magazine features and stuff. And it just went to my head and I've got, I developed, you know, I just got cocky and an ego. And then, uh, you know, God said, Hey bro, I'm bringing you back down to earth. (laughs) And, uh, and that was what, that was certainly what, what did it for me. And, you know, that, that served me my humble pie and, um, you know, back to reality. And, uh, that, that, I don't know, that might've made our bond even more stronger, you know? Well, I tell you, man, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I love it. Um, she's a great little girl. Um, I enjoy every time we all hang out, man. I just, I laugh. She's got a great personality and it's, it's definitely, it's beautiful to see y'all's bond. And, uh, what, what is the Instagram page? Um, so we can all, you know, kind of follow it. Uh, it's just my name, Dustin Maven. Okay. So there's no you know, underscores nope. or dots, just Dustin Maben. Yeah, just Dustin Maben. Um, there might be a couple, but, you know, I think you'll see a picture of the, um, as I don't change it. I think it's got a picture of me and the all-metal bagger that I built. Yeah, and Kyla Grace. And Kyla Grace, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, well, cool. Listen, is there anything else you might want the listeners to know about or, or hear about, man? Because, man, this has just been awesome, and, and I'm, I'm – thankful that you came on but i want to make sure that if there's anything you had to say or you wanted to say hi to or anything this is this is your time oh no um you know not just hey to everybody and relax now i'm you know happy to be petitioning for uh you know relax south carolina chapter uh with you and and everybody else in there so thankful for that thankful for uh you know the opportunity to step back in you know kind of come back to my roots if you will and um and put all this together you know it's been a a big journey for me and um it feels nice to come back to where you started from and all your friends are still there and you know it just kind of it's like a puzzle that started to fall together even more when i you know reconnected that so you know happy for that and just looking forward to whatever opportunities god gives me you know to grow my career and you know be a father and a you know friend and anything else that he sees fit for me to be i guess well dude i couldn't say it any better i i I just i want to thank you for coming on and um i look forward to getting down there and letting everyone see the awesome shit that i see and um nothing special but i certainly would be glad to to uh to show you around and show the the listeners the different areas and the different different things that we do here you know so yeah i mean i just and it's not and and not to point to say that you know to be cocky with you but i i'm personally as as my thing as i tell in my mind i'm saying when i'm looking at your shop and i think about my friends like man i've you know i've body dropped like two trucks and i've done some c-notches man i'm ready to open up my own shop and it's like, I just want to take a picture of your shop and like, bitch, you're not ready. You know, <laughs> type of thing. Because it's just like, this is where you need to be, you know, and you're not ready. No, you know? No, <laughs> type no, of no. Thing. Hey, look, look, you can be humble all you want, dude. The shit is badass. And it's like, I am just, I- I'm blown away. Like, you know, we're cool. And it's like, I mean, we're friends. And I'm just in the back of my mind when I see shit and I'm walking around. It's like, you know, damn it, man. This is like awesome. Like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't picture it being, you know, like in our backyard, like in, in Hendersonville. When I see this, I don't picture that here, you know, and it's just kind of like, 
damn it, man, this is just fucking awesome. Like, it, this is just cool. And, it, and it's, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's weird, you know, but it's, it's just, that's my feeling. I'm just like, man, that's just, that's the next level. Like when I, when I think about it, like you say, that is the next level. Like when you are ready to open up your shop and you're ready to do shit, this is the level, you know, and I love it, man. And I'm, I'm impressed by it and I cannot wait to see the future things that you do, you know, and, and that's just, that's being honest and, you know, and it's, and I know you don't take, you know, the, the kindness thing that, well, you could just say, ah, oh, shut up fool, you know, and I'm fine with that, you know, type of thing. I don't, you don't need to thank you or anything. I just, I'm, I appreciate you, you know, and I just want you to know that I can't wait to get up there so everyone else can see, and then they can see what I'm talking about and, and kind of go from there, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, to the guy that just body dropped two trucks, don't listen to anything that Glenn just said. Because, <laughs> you know, to, if, you, if you're going to wait to be on some kind of level to chase your, your goal, then you'll never chase it. And, and I would have never chased it either. You know, this is uh, just a, an accumulation of, you know, me evolving, you know, as a shop and as a man and my craft evolving over the years. And that would be my advice to anybody. I don't. I don't wouldn't want to put a materialistic thing uh, on what somebody would need to have to jump into, uh, you know, uh, opening their own shop. I think I would judge it on that fire. You know, do you have that fire? Uh, Cause you can't buy that. That's, that's not something you can buy. And it run a business is difficult, uh, particularly this kind of business. I have always had a very um, straight minded goal of, you know, these are the kind of cars that I'd like to build. This is the level that I'd like to build them at. Um, and didn't have a lot of common sense on what that would mean for clientele. But, you know, the money taught me that pretty quick. And um, But the fire is the thing that you really need. When I see people start a business that fails, and it could be a car business, it could be a snow cone business on the side of the road, doesn't matter. If they don't love snow cones, if they don't love this they need to hang it up you know if they're doing it for money they certainly need to hang it up but if they got that passion and that drive then all this other stuff that looks so fancy that's really right man your battle stations and get ready may 13th through the 15th battle in bama guys you got to get ready for it in mobile alabama it's going to be one of the premier shows in the gulf coast free registration now starts january 1st now remember it's only 13 1300 spots 1300 that's it so if you don't get there in time then it looks like you're just spectating but it's not a big deal because there's going to be a lot of killer rides there so make sure you, you log on to Battle in Bama, May 13th through the 15th. You got to be there. We will definitely see you guys there. Take care. Just like everybody else, you know? And so maybe, I don't know. Like, I like not to retract my statement. I really like where we're at with the community and, and how we will get back and how far we're taking these cars and, and motorcycles and anything automotive related from 3d printing to, you know, the CNC mill accesses that we got now, that's just unbelievable to the 
you know, the CAD programs, like I told your son that, hey, you want to learn this? You can get this for free. Like that didn't exist in my time. You know what I mean? Right. And now you can get that whole CAD program on your laptop for free and play and educate and teach yourself. There's so many opportunities and there's all this clout that comes along with it. But then there's also something to be said about going back in time to these men that were so skilled, uh, you know, the grand, the grandfathers, if you will, they got zero clout and they were like the most skilled men ever, you know? So it's kind of hard to say. I'd, I'd like to say, Hey, I'd like to kind of see more of that too. You know, like this is just, do it for the love of it, you know, without the Instagram likes, you know? Yeah. But it, when the people see the, um, Ken Diggits and, um, you know, and that's my inspiration. That's my aspiration right now. That's my personal, that's the person that I aspire to be like now is, is Ken Diggit. I'm, I'm very far from that for all these listeners there. I'm certainly a long, long ways away from that, but that is, uh, my aspiration and kind of where I draw my, inspiration from i like his style and his process and and his work is just obviously it's just amazing yeah but i would like to see um with a lot of these you know these guys in these shops and different things like that no one goes to the beginning to show their beginnings like how did they get here yeah exactly because people see can do it and they think instant you know and they don't know the journey you know, like we've talked about here that you have to go through to get to that level. You know, uh, it's it's funny because, you know, we understand that with sports. Right. I mean, nobody thinks they're going to be Michael Jordan on day one. Right. They right. know what that takes. And, and we've been known and taught what that takes in school, you know. But with, you know, other and to me being a craftsman like Ken Diggett is is as much of a sport as anything else and takes a tremendous amount of skill and a lot of time, um, you know, sacrifices. and sacrifices to get there. But we don't talk about that. And it's not into the general audience. They may not even think that exists. They may think it's easy to have a Ken Diggett level shop. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. Not only is it not easy because the skill set you must acquire, but the business side of it and the clientele you must earn because what it's going to cost you to get to that level and build things on that level is an astronomical figure. And there's so much that goes into that, just like with anything, but they don't show that they don't show, Hey, let me show you all that Ken Diggett went through. Let me show you his journey, you know, and that's the stuff that I'd like to know more about every shop that's especially on the higher end is the story of their journey. Let me see if it's as, uh, see if it's like mine, you know, let me, let me compare to see if they went to the same desert I'm going through, you know? Right. Um, right. I mean, and, and I've seen, and, and not really the only thing that I can say that could even be close to it. And that's only if you've kept up with them is, um, what's his name from West coast customs. Cause you know, like from the TV shows and stuff, you saw they were in that first building and all the MTV shows that they did and all that, the next thing you know is you see them in the new building and, you know, on their TV shows, they're showing that they're working with Disney and Pixar and things like that. Now, they're doing kind of the, the janky type of things away from the customs that we would think of. But, you know, now they're in this state of the art building and all this stuff that they're doing. And to see that the customers now that they have, like you don't see 
them doing the normal Joe Schmo guys like coming in and, and getting work done. But from my understanding, they still do simple, you know, tent jobs and, and simple, you know, wrap jobs and stuff like that. But you don't see that because all they're showing is the high end things on TV. And I, I don't understand why everyone has to show the high end stuff. Like what happened to the beginning? You know, what, what happened to just the simple, you know, I just changed out some taillights, you know, type of thing. It, it's, I, I, I wish well, I think that's just because, you know, being on that level, no, let me rephrase that. I'm not on that level. So by me saying being is not me assuming myself. Okay, so let me rephrase that. By them being on any kind of level like that, they would have to weed that stuff out. You couldn't do work for Disney and have time to change taillights. you got to be very divisive on that i'm very divisive in my shop and my business management skills suck and i'm really trying to <laughs> pick them up but i even me being the dumb redneck that i am am very divisive i won't take on only certain jobs uh jobs that i know are going to add to the um to our portfolio or to our craft or um you know things of that nature because that's why we have the equipment that we have is to use it and not to just let it sit here. So um, it, it just, you know, business wise wouldn't make sense for me to um, do insurance work, if you will. Yeah, we could fix your wreck truck and it, <laughs> I might make more money, but I'm going to be cutting you in front of all these big jobs that we have here. And, you know, the machine shop, I can go turn it off, you know, uh, no sense enough having, you know, that level of uh, TIG welding ability if we're going to fix wrecks, you know. Um, so it just makes more sense not to do it, you know, and say, all right, we need to stay focused on what our aspirations are. Otherwise, we'll just get lost. That's what I see. I see a lot of shops that try to do both and they get so wound up with the little jobs and the smaller task that all the big jobs never get done. They sit there and, and just sit, never get worked on, never get done. And they get you know, so wound up with the insurance work or the fender benders or the whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right. That I would imagine my experience being similar to somebody like West Coast Customs who says, hey, we're on this level. We got to stay here. We're working for Disney. So even though we'd like to change this guy's taillights, we're going to have to say no. We've got more important jobs to stay focused on and, and keep trying to climb that ladder. And it kind of sounds like an unfair division. Uh, I can see from the outside looking in how that might seem kind of, oh, man, that's not right. But it kind of becomes a decision you have to make, you know, uh, and you'll see that in other people's, you know, like, you know, Jason Thorbeck, he seems like he, I mean, I don't follow him like you do, Mike, but it's fair to say he kind of the same way, like kind of picks his jobs that he, yeah. and picks his parts, you know, that he's not just going to make anybody's four link stuff or, or whatever. Cause he's, he does pretty much what he's good at and tries to stick with it. And yeah. Have good quality is what he does. Yeah. That's what he's known for. And it sucks because there's guys that you would like to work for that they just can't afford you anymore, you know? And it's like, oh man, I'd love to do that for you. <laughs> But I can't, I can't, I know you can't afford it and I can't afford to run it through the shop and not get paid for it, you know? And, and so it like, 
you got that that kind of gray area there where you're not able to help that guy out like you'd like to, you know? Right, right. But it's just, it's kind of the double-edged sword of this trade, if you will, you know? So that's why I would guess you don't see that on TV, is that these guys have all got to stick to, um, you know, their agenda at hand, or they would get so covered up with taillights that, you know, Discovery Channel would no longer be interested in filming. Right. <laughs> that's what uh, Casey Paint Shop done in the past year or two or something like that, they took and revamped their whole scheme of how they're doing it. They went to a smaller operation to concentrate on higher quality builds. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, if you're pursuing that craft and the skill level is getting so high, Glenn, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. If you have an aspiration to be at the top, son, you better buckle up. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the skill set now is just, unbelievable and you almost wouldn't have time to be monkeying around with smaller stuff you'd have to just keep pushing yourself just like you know michael jordan hey he wants to you know do what he did he didn't do it by you know just hanging out doing layups you know he had to go full force and stay at it you know oh yeah completely you know and i see like uh what's his name with monkey garage you know he's ventured off into restaurants and all types of other things but i think that's more of just because of the you know, the TV aspiration of it, you know, cause if you've got the, you know, gas monkey, you know, garage, obviously you want to sell t-shirts and hats and why not do that at a damn restaurant and all types of other things. I, I get where he's going with, with that type of thing, but You're probably more money doing that too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I don't know him. And so I'm, I'm certainly not going to try. I know that it's so easy to start trash talking this shop or that shop or the kind of work they do or that, you know, I say, Hey, you want to know what kind of work they do, it'll speak for itself. Go find out on your own. Make your own opinion. But it seems that he is probably more concerned about money than he is, you know, being at the top level of craftsmanship, you know? Right, so, completely. Yeah, I mean, and, and I feel the same way with that, you know, not that we're we're bashing him or anything like that. I, I kind of sense that because I – from the time when they did crew cut, when you got every all the workers there, like, dude, this is an iconic truck. Like, we need to work on this. And he's like, right, that's fine, but what kind of money am I gonna make? You know, type of thing that that right. said it right there. You know, but yeah, you know, and and again, it's just one of yeah, those things. They, they've got to do good work because Dave drives the fire out of that truck. And at the end of the day, I mean, if, nice. yeah, if you're gonna drive something as much as Dave drives it, it's got to be built perfect or you're going to have problems. And so I don't know of any problems that he's had with it. So certainly uh, they, his team has an incredible skill set, but I think that his mindset is more on the financial you know, aspect of that than it is the how awesome of work can we accomplish. Oh, yeah. And there's okay. nothing wrong with that. No, because not at all. if he came over no. here and looked at my books, he'd say, you're an idiot. You know? No, no, I'm I'm with you, man. And, and that was, again, you know, that one of those things you and I had gotten a conversation about. And, you know, and I think that that's definitely something to talk about on here, you know, because we we've always said everyone sees where they are now, but not seeing the beginning. You know, where, where did you start? How did you get there? And I would love for somebody on a TV show you know, of all the things that they come up with instead of keep playing, you know, the same Spider-Man movie or something else to just say, hey, we're going to pick this person and we're going to travel with them from the first time that they got their certificate to welding to 
here it is their shop now, you know, just to kind of see somebody how they've progressed or they did not progress, you know, and, I, and or I, even just to, you know, sit down and have a 30 minute with Ken Diggett or Richard Rawlings or anybody and say, Hey, we, we instead of talking about what you can do and we're going to do 30 minutes on your history, where did you come from and how, how did you get here? And what, what was the journey like, you know? And because somebody like me could find that, you know, pretty inspiring. I might say, Hey, look, they went through hard times too. Exactly. You know, or, or he could just be one of the lucky guys in the world where it's everything that I've touched has been gold. I, I don't, I don't have a, well, those you know, are magicians and they don't yeah, exist. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I'm on to give some water. Well, here we, we have definitely talked more than enough. And again, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, I look forward to getting up there and filming so everyone can see it, you know, but I definitely, I just wanted to, you know, thank you and tell you that, you know, I appreciate you and, you know, definitely tell Mike I owe him and I'll see him soon. <laughs> and, um, oh, he can, and he can, he can hear you. Good. I, I'm gonna get you. So, <laughs> So, man, just I, I appreciate it. I really do. And, um, dude, I just look forward to our future together, hanging out and going to shows and everyone seeing the work that you do, man. I just look forward to, you know, making friends and, you know, just being a part of that. To me, that's what's the, you know, the humbling part for me, just making friends and seeing what other people can do. So, Well, awesome. Listen, I want to thank everyone for listening. This is our number one of 2022 and get ready buckle in folks. Cause we're going to have a great year. I, I see it. 2022 is going to be great. Cause we've got a lot of shows going on. I know there's a lot of people that have reveals of their vehicles coming out. So 2022 is going to be great. So just, this is number one, be ready. And again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Kylie. I see her in the background and I just want to say, Kylie guys, you come say bye. Charlie Grace, you want to come say bye? She's in the office on her tablet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well, I'm on a podcast. You want to say bye? You remember Uncle Glenn? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's right there. Say bye to him. Hi. Hi. How you doing? You, you remember him at that show? Remember he got on the stage and, uh, and, and danced silly and took his clothes off and fell on top of that other man? <laughs> Look, you, you already say it too much. <laughs> it didn't feel good to watch it. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I closed my eyes at that point. I didn't look no more. Look, I'm, and I said I'm still not. I'm still not paying for her therapy. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun thank you for thank you it's humbling for you to want to have me and it was a, a good time i enjoyed talking so yeah man i appreciate it. here just hold on i'm gonna stop the podcast but don't hang up yet just hold on okay damn so you made it to the end of this episode well i hope you're not too severely damaged on what you just heard but remember you chose to listen so on that note we're going to be heading out of here. We're going to go do our thing. But remember, if you ever out, see us out in public, see us at a show. 
Come by. Say what's up. Give us a high five. Or, I don't know, a slap on the ass. But next time, say hi. We'll see you later. See you next week.